I had a very strange childhood. Had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. Hey everyone, Casper Schultz, president and co-founder of Innovative Medicine here, ready to jump into another enlightening podcast. Today's guest is one of those special people that's been through so much hardship and suffering, yet emanates love and kindness. He is a proud survivor of metastatic cancer, Lyme, and mold toxicity. You think after dealing with such devastating illnesses at a young age, he might be a little bit jaded or disenchanted with life. But you want to know what his stance is on chronic disease? And I'll quote him here. One of the greatest blessings has been the presence of chronic illness for the last 20 years of my life. He's a transformational coach, host and creator of the Beautifully Broken podcast, and part of the management team at AmpCoil, a pulse electromagnetic field therapy device that we've used for some time at New York Center for Innovative Medicine and something we'll focus on and get into in the interview. In addition to all that, he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, State of the Arts on LA Talk Radio, and in Dance Magazine. Why Dance Magazine, you may be asking? That's because he's performed in over 75 professional productions of musical theater all over the country, including Broadway touring productions of Phantom of the Opera, Billy Elliot, and he's played the title role in the Broadway-bound Cagney, the musical in New York City. And all of this happened, packed in between chemotherapy sessions and surgeries. How crazy is that? The man is a living, inspirational billboard. This is the story of Shift Happens, that shift with an F, with Freddie Kimmel. I jumped in a car with like $384 in 2001 and headed towards New York City. And I was going to be on Broadway. Big dreams. Big dreams. And I landed at a an apartment right next to the 7 line on Courthouse Square. And I mean, when when I say right next to the seven line, like the whole apartment shook every single time a train went by. And it was it was amazing. I was so excited to be there. And the first part of this is, I should say, while I was driving into the city, the city was lit up like um, like a a backyard in July with fireflies Wow! because it was October and September 11th. Right. Right. It just just happened. Mm. So. Um, the southern tip of Manhattan is still smoking, you know, and I was not deterred because, you know, I had been in school for four years studying acting and drama and I had had this great summer job in New Hampshire, in the, in the woods in New Hampshire at New London Barn Playhouse. And I'd been all around these amazingly talented actors from NYU and Boston Conservatory. And we were just gonna, we had honed our skills we were ready to go and you know i was i was just ready for life to happen it was like the big dream your move to new york right. it was incredible and what i didn't anticipate was within this first month or two of looking for a job riding the train buying coffee eating food i was picking up the sadness and the mm. hurt and the cumulative stress of loss that the city had experienced. I had watched it on a television from Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. 
um, processing like how you process, but to be here in New York. Totally different. So different. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, from looking for a job, I would come to the apartment and I would, I would take a shower and I would get in the shower. The second the warm water hit me, I would lay on the floor and cry and I would just release, Mm -hmm. um, just the fear of death, Mm -hmm. the fear of unknowing 23 years old, Mm -hmm. very much, a you know, not an overly expressive, overly emotional person, but it was coming out of me like a fountain. And I never told anybody about this. I just, I just let it happen at the end of the day. And this went on for like a month and a half. Eventually, um, eventually I woke up one morning and, you know, went to bed, totally fine, healthy individual. And when I say I woke up and like my body felt like I was crippled with, with rheumatoid arthritis, like Mm. symptoms one night I woke up, I could barely, my knees were like watermelons. My hands were contracted. Like I couldn't open my fingers Mm -hmm. and it was so severe. It was shocking. I'll never forget it. And at 23, my go-to was to eat Advil. <laughs> I just, I knew Advil. That's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah, that, that was that my works. extent. At 23, of- <laughs> that should cover everything, right? <laughs> That's my extent of knowing wellness. Now, you know, and, and I had also in that time, I had actually booked my very first audition for the, for the Broadway tour of Annie, Get Your Gun. Mm. So I had booked this job to travel all over America, 95 cities. So I had to cope. I just coped. Never told anybody I was in pain. Mm-hmm. And I was in I was in pain, but I was 23, so I really just you know had this special superpower to push through. Mm-hmm. And that went on and on, and you know it, it, the pain was always there. It was kind of like a, my side side buddy, you know, the monkeys on your back, yeah. and I just lived with it. I elevated medications, you know. I started. I moved to indomethacin, which is a little more heavy duty, mm-hmm. and. Um, I eventually got on Plaquenil, funny enough, which is now being used for Corona, which has had this odd effect. It probably took the pain down, you know, from a, from an eight to a six. It had some efficacy, which was funny. They're like, this is a malaria drug. I don't know why it's working, but let's (laughs) try it on you. So, and every time I went to a a doctor, there was nothing wrong with my blood work. Nothing. No rheumatoid arthritis, Hmm. no infections, blood counts were all normal. Just had this incredible inflammatory response, and it was very real. It was like every joint was a sprained ankle, mm. very tender, hot to the touch, very heat on the joint. So, but there was no, you know, um, evidence of disease through lab testing. Mm-hmm. So I continued on, and, and through this time, I I was very dedicated in my training. Um, just, and I have an incredible ability to apply myself two hundred percent. Voice lessons dance class, five classes a week, even in this amount of pain, which is laughable now when I think back on it. I'll probably need joint replacements in about five (laughs) years, but we'll just, we're going to go with it. Um, You know, I'm booking better and better jobs. I got my equity card, my union card. Um, I, I had, I had booked the, uh, a Broadway bound show at the Kennedy center in DC. It was um, a production of Carnival, which was supposed to be an out-of-town tryout. I was so excited, and and for people who know the the theater business, you know, it's 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 tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they say starving actor for a reason because when you're working, it can be good, but regional theaters, you know, there were jobs where I was making three hundred dollars a week, mm-hmm. six hundred bucks a week. 
you know, then it, it kind of grows. You know, you're into the thousand dollar range for some Pacific um, Civic Light Opera or, or Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera, or you're starting to grow. Then when you get to a Broadway contract, it can be up to two thousand bucks a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think at the time it was like fifteen ninety five a week. But when I saw the job offer that I was going to get at this new job, I was like what <laughs> mom and dad i made it you struck big <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> i'm gonna be paid a respectable wage for three months <laughs> life is solved it's so funny that you i never questioned that you mm-hmm. know now looking back i was like how is that sustainable mm-hmm. but i did it for 20 years so whatever i went with it and um when I had booked that job, I I had I was in uh, a show in New York. I was in a show in Westchester. I was doing a production of The Full Monty. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm playing a stripper in the show, and I have these very a very tiny costume on. I'm in great shape by the way. Best shape of my life. And I find a lump on my left testicle that was very sore. And I and I remember joking with everybody in the dressing room. I'm like, "Guys, I'm like do you ever have like a bump on your, does anybody remember what a testicle normally feels like? Cause, <laughs> cause I haven't touched mine a lot. I mean a little bit, but it's, there's like this nodule it's, it's tender. And you know, everybody's like joking with me. They're like, mm. I'll check it for you. And it's, it's, it, you know, I laughed it off. And, um, eventually I was in, I started to be in some, some good amount of pain in my abdomen. So I went to a doctor. I didn't have health insurance. I went to the free clinic. Um, I don't name the clinic because the direction the story is going to go. I I went to a doctor and he was like, you know, it's not cancer. Don't worry. Cancer doesn't hurt. It's just a cell that grows fast. So don't worry about it. You know, get it looked at. Mm -hmm. But at 26, I was kind of like, great. I'm good. I don't have to do anything. Thanks, buddy. I, you know, it's probably like an STD or something like that. So, you know, he, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll get you antibiotics in a couple of weeks. Go get an ultrasound. You know, you can get on a train, go up North um, you can get a discounted scan. I was 26. I was like, no, 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 that's not happening. I'm, I'm going back to work. So three months later, I can like barely stand. I, I'm like sleeping on my bed. My legs are propped up against the wall to take pressure off my belly. That's how I'm sleeping. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm coping with it this way. It's amazing. Like the, it's amazing how we don't listen to our bodies, mm-hmm. the things I was doing to be able to just live my life. So I wind up in an ER because I'm in an incredible amount of pain. I beg this nurse for a, a prescription of antibiotics and she says yes. And she walks out of the room and I'm like, thank God antibiotics are coming. She pops her head back in. She's like, you know what? I got a hit. I think you should actually go up to the emergency room at the hospital. Um, I'm, at, I'm at the Ryan, uh, Ryan Chelsea Health Clinic on 45th and, and 10th. Go up to the hospital. I'll get you in there for five bucks. Go see a urologist. Mm-hmm. Let's just go look. She's like, you know, I just, I want you to look. It's probably an infection, but you know, go take a peek. So I'm annoyed, but I <laughs> drag my ass. I walk from, from 45th up to, I think it was St. Luke's at the time. It's been bought by somebody. It's a 57th and 10th. I'm not sure what hospital it is now. And I, I'm, I'm emergency room to urologist to an ultrasound to, you know, finally I end up in a, in a room and I, I pass out. It's, I'm there like six hours, scans, tests, collecting pee, you know, doing STD swabs. I pass out and I wake up and this doctor walks in the room and he, he's, he's got 
six med students with him and he turns his back to me and, and, and I wake up and I'm like looking at everybody. I'm in a gown, clothes are in a bag. And this doctor turns his back and he starts talking to his students. He's like, this is a male with advanced testicular cancer that is metastasized to some organs. That's how you learned. That's how I learned. Wow. So I'm, I'm like, I'm spinning. I mean, the room's spinning. I, I tell people, you know, in, in, you're in a pool party in July and you jump in the pool and it's like music and mm. kids screaming is like, zoof, like the sound left the room. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how I learned I got cancer. You know, I panicked. I, I got on a plane. I called my dad, um, petrified to tell my father. I felt like I'd, you know, really failed, really screwed up. Mm. I didn't listen to the signs, didn't listen to my body, you know, right. um, probably, you know, it's, it's, it's everything that you, um, it's your worst nightmare. And I got on a plane, I went to university of Rochester mm-hmm. and I went straight to the ER there and we, we scanned my whole body to see where it was, you know, lungs, brain, wherever. And I woke up in the morning and I, and I had an amazing surgeon there and he's like, listen, he's like, you've got about nine tumors, metastasized all the lymph nodes in your abdomen, you've got a tumor wrapped around your left kidney, vena cava going to your heart. It's too big to do um, surgery on. We're going to do as much chemo as we can, remove the primary tumor. Hopefully that's gone. It wasn't after chemo. For for the audience, you know, when you do chemo, hopefully it melts away. Sometimes it burns down like a crisp marshmallow. So there's like a mass there. Mm. And when I got done with my chemo, you could still see all these masses in the abdomen. So they didn't want to risk that being inside. So they do a surgery called a retroperitoneal lymph node dissection where they cut from your sternum to your pelvis take out all your organs take out the cancer pack it all back in still be up 55 staples and this process can go well it can go bad some people are are have a real the body turns back on after surgery it doesn't always mine didn't i was in intensive care for 12 13 days no food no ice chips no nothing you know tubes down my throat just watching kind of life go by and, and it was one of those moments where I realized how much I loved my life and how much I loved what I did, how much mm. I loved to sing, how much I loved to be a storyteller. You know, it, it was um, what, what a blessed life I had and how bad I wanted to get back to it and how much I appreciated the simple things. I, 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 I joke when, when I'd watch people walk in with a coffee and, and see them drinking coffee and I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God, I can't wait. But that's an incredible attitude for someone that's been through so much shit by the time of 26. Yeah. I'd be like, what did I do in life to get cursed like this? And yeah. most people would. Do you attribute yeah. any of that attitude to kind of recovery, to, to, you know, moving on? Because I can't imagine sitting there like that and being like, can't wait to do this. I'd be like, well, God damn, I hate being here, right? Yeah, I didn't have that. No. I think I think that's a that's a DNA thing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a yeah. programming thing. You know, there's there's a there's a degree. I'm I'm sure if you had my, you know, there's a the degree of um the ability to find joy in the simple things of life, to right. self-entertain. I think most of my teachers from high school would say, "Yeah, he's kid talks to himself. He's happy." Like <laughs> just you know, so I I just had that attitude. And I, you know, and I did get through, I did get out of surgery. You know, this is so humbling to be carried into a shower and 
be bathed mm-hmm. at 26. Very, very humble. I remember that experience, you know, being, you know, very, very attractive nurse bathing me. I'm like, oh God, I look like E.T. in the river when E.T. is like all <laughs> white and he's just like soggy. And it was just, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, amazing to, to see where I was then till today. So, so I, I jump back into life, you know, I'm, I moved back to city that this surgery was in March. Mm-hmm. I'm back in New York city in July, um, back at a restaurant job, trying to work shifts when I can work shifts, trying to take voice lessons. I was back in ballet class that week. You just wanted to get back to I life. I just wanted to get back to life. That's it. And, and the, the sidebar about this, and this will loop into the chronic thing mm. is that while I did the steroids for the chemo. Um, what were they? Deca, Decadrone? Mm. Some type of steroid. While I was doing the chemo, all my pain went away. The chronic pain. And even after chemo, the I attribute it to the 12-day the fast, all my pain was gone. Mm. All inflammation. No knee pain, no hand pain, nothing. And I was worried about being in the hospital bed, not being able to move and be so stiff. It was all gone. Wow. Yeah, all of it. So I was excited to get back and, and, and without the pain and back in class. And I'm going to say I'm back in a show in August. And right around then, the, the pain came back with a vengeance. Hmm. Probably 10 times worse. Achilles tendons, all the tendons, the balls mm-hmm. of my feet hurt to walk. That was new. Um, shoulders, just to, just to do this, to lift my hand over my head was hard. Um, but I was performing. You know, I was still doing shows, kind of got back into this pattern of, you know, got back on the Plaquenil, got back on the anti-inflammatories. Now, through this whole time of, of cancer and everything, I'm pretty much, I'm not, I'm not acquainted with health mm. and wellness. I'm getting, you know, egg McMuffins on the way to chemo, double hash browns. So that wasn't quite there yet. It wasn't the piece. It wasn't the piece. No. You went through the cancer. You're like, but just keep living. That's over. We're good. And let's just keep going forward. Yeah. My my health thing in, during cancer was I would drag myself to the gym. Mm-hmm. And even with no white blood cells, I would walk on the treadmill. Okay. They'd be like, be careful at the gym. Wear a mask. I just went. So you had the movement piece. I had the covered. move. I, I just knew I wanted to move. I knew mm-hmm. movement was life. That was inherent. Right. Or a truth I, I kind of felt that was resonant. Um, but there was no diet, Terry additions, mm-hmm. you know. Peop- and I remember people telling me, like, you should do this diet or you should, do- <laughs> you know, people take these mushrooms and they beat their cancer. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what you can do with your health advice right yeah, now because yeah. <laughs> I'm the one ingesting the chemotherapy and the surgeries. I'm trusting my doctors, Yep. you know, F off. Mm-hmm. Like leave me alone. I remember being very offended when people would offer me advice because I was like, "What do you know? You're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Yeah. I'm sick. I'm real sick. Mm-hmm. You don't know. This isn't about food. It's not about supplements." And I remember being very like, very triggered when people would offer this. Especially mm-hmm. my brother actually offered this to me. I remember something about these medicinal mushrooms. I was like, "Chris, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to stop chemo and do mushrooms?" <laughs> Is that what you want? You're probably like very hippie of you, but yes, yeah. <laughs> my brother's a hippie. He's, yeah, he's he's awesome. But I remember being very triggered by it, and so with the with the pain jumping back, I remember I picked up this book on health and wellness. I was super frustrated. Um, I'm working at a theater in North Carolina at the time, Flat Rock Theater, 
Um, which I say every time I speak the word theater, my heart like uh, it pauses for the for the the theater community right now in this time of mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sidetrack, but it just they're just so so in need of 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 help and assistance. Right. But I'm, I pick up this book about a woman who was in a car accident and she had broke like forty bones in her body. She was living on pain medications and she had went to a paleo diet mm-hmm. and gotten off her meds. <laughs> And I was like, her pain went down from her dietary changes. I was That's like, crazy. I'll, I'll try that. I'll try that crap. Right. And I did it. And my, my pain went down like, like 65, 70% within okay. two weeks. It was amazing. So was, the diet absolutely helped. Absolutely right. helped. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I mean, it moved the needle. It moved the needle four times as much as any medication had ever moved the needle. Mm-hmm. You remember the commercials about Celebrex when people dancing and doing cartwheels and throwing the baby over their head? I was like, well, I'm on Celebrex and I can't that do that happening. shit. <laughs> I'm not deep squatting anybody. Right. <laughs> ain't happening. But I remember those commercials. Yeah. I would ask the doctors. I was like, I want a cartwheel. Yes. I want a deep squat without pain or grimacing. Um, no. Do, yeah. Do not pass go. Didn't work. <laughs> So the the diet piece worked and and that was my way in. I just started to I just started to to add things in, you know, mm. to biohack my biology. That broke down the wall for you, yes. would you say? Yeah, that was it. Because there was probably some wall. Was it at that point that you started to say maybe the doctors don't know it all? Because no one had recommended nope, paleo yeah. to you, right? No, nobody had been of great assistance, you know, aside from my oncologists who were, were wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but but nobody had been of, um, I hadn't found that person yet. Mm. So I started to add things in to, to upgrade my, upgrade the meat suit, if you will, mm-hmm. you know. A um, little bit of fasting, working on sleep, meditation. Mm. Everything helped a little bit. Yoga, sweating. I bought a portable infrared sauna. That was fun. I juiced. What else did I do? Oh my god! So was, you jumped into it. I it wasn't into just it. paleo, and then maybe one or two other things. You're talking about number of actions. Yeah, it was. It was. It was primarily diet and supplements. Mm-hmm. You know, really into supplements for a while. You know, I tried high enzyme therapy. There's mm-hmm. an enzyme called Wobazine, which is a proteolytic enzyme. Which I eats, remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah Wobazine was big German big. product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone we bought it. They changed, yeah, changed yeah. the formula, and totally. it, then it sucked. <laughs> it's done now. And then it sucked now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so funny supplements. So. Yeah. Oh my God, there's there's a podcast in and of its own. Mm-hmm. So mainly supplements and diet. You know, 2011, and I'm back in in high level shows. I booked the Broadway tour of Billy Elliot. It's Ooh. 2011. Wow. So I'm rocking. My my big surgery for cancer was 2007. Okay. You know, I'm doing well. I'm on tour for eight months or something like that. Six months. I get off the show and I book another show that's bound for Broadway called Superfly. And in that time, I was at the gym. And I'm doing all the, all the food. I'm totally in on the food. I'm dogmatic. I'm preaching to everyone <laughs> on how you need to eat, eat this way to be well. And it's a smattering of everything. You know, I'm, I'm paleo. I'm, I'm, I'm vegan. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying all these different things. Like, so I'm in this space where I'm, I'm really addicted to health. I'm feeling pretty good, but the, the pain's still there. I'm still mm. medicating. And I'm, uh, I eat lunch at 56 at this deli and a half hour later I have the shooting pain in my abdomen and it's my small intestine had twisted from scar tissue mm-hmm. I had a complete um, small bowel obstruction 
which it's a new level of pain from what I've experienced before. Way worse than anything. I'm, I'm down. It's blackout pain. I'm down on the, I'm down on my hands and knees in this deli, you know? And then I'm like, maybe I'll just go to the gym and, and work out and, and uh, that's your thought. <laughs> that's my thought. Maybe I'll get on a treadmill and walk this pain off. So I literally dragged myself over to Gold's at 54th next to Studio 54. And um, I try to walk it off on the treadmill and I'm really sick. I eventually had my roommate drive me to the emergency room. So I go up to Roosevelt and I'm there for a day, day and a half. They're scanning me. They can see it's 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 mm-hmm. blocked. Um, and we're kind of waiting for a plan. And I'm, you know, they're they're filling me full of like all these opiates, morphine. It's barely touching the pain. Wow. Two days go by and finally they're like, okay, we got to open you up. We got to, we got to see what's going to go on. And, 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 you know, I, I signed a waiver. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're doing. We're opening you up. Sign that piece of paper. So I was like, here we go again. So they go in and they take out a foot of small bowel and remove the obstruction. I'm thinking, and this has happened. I've had these obstructions. I forgot this in the story from 2007, every two months. You know, oh, yeah. I, but I would just spend a night puking and they're like, it'll release. Mm. It'll, it'll let go. It'll figure the, itself out. It yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. The, people have these after surgery. Don't worry about it. Um, but this one didn't release. So mm. after I had the surgery, I'm thinking, you know, we got the obstruction out, which has caused me a lot of pain for three years. Maybe, maybe this will be done now. And literally within two weeks, I'm vomiting again. Mm. I'm starting to throw, I'm having these obstructions, but they're happening like every four days. Where I'm having these seven, eight hour episodes of laying on the floor, just gasping for air, trying to breathe. And I would get into the doctor and they'd be like, sorry. I mean, if, if, if it's a, if it's more than 24 hours, we'll, we'll, we'll cut, we'll cut it out out again, but it's going to happen again. You know, and I was, I was really, um, incredibly depressed from, from this experience Mm -hmm. because unlike cancer, nobody had a plan for me with the adhesions and I'm still in the pain. So, um, around that time I started to just develop this incredible, incredible fatigue. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would look at my shoes. I would tie, I would hold my laces and I would look at the shoelaces and I, I couldn't tie my shoes. Mm-hmm. It would take me a while to, my brain didn't remember. It was like, you know, we talk about brain frog. That's, yeah. that's what brain fog was for me. Yeah. It was that extreme. I would try to go downtown to, you know, try to put on my tap shoes and tap a little bit of practice. And I would get to the subway stop and sit on the bench and I'd go home. I mean, I just had no juice in the tank. And so I was in this chronic fatigue for, for a while, for, for years. Did you attribute that to the surgeries or I, was there anything you attributed to? I didn't. I didn't know what was going yeah. on. So you were kind of in a mysterious place. Mysterious, yeah. mysterious fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was happening. I knew it wasn't good. Um, again, I'm diving further into the supplements. I'm I'm uh, starting to get a little more radical about mm-hmm. what I'll try. Mm-hmm. You know, I started to do, um, explore functional medicine. Okay. Explore different practitioners. So I found a doc who did ozone therapy in New York. Mm-hmm. Did ozone injections, which, which, um, they, they, they helped. They did. They turned the lights on a little bit, but it was fleeting. Right. It was like adding air to the tire. Right. But the tire still it's got still, the nail in it. Yep. You know? And, and I, I actually, it was very expensive, more than money that I had. So I, I actually, you know, I kind of, while the doc left the room one day, 
I took my phone and I just snapped a picture of the needle boxes, the ozone machine, yep. and the gloves and the syringes. And I just bought everything online. I was like, a lot of people do this, by the way. So you're not like alone I, I, there. I've I was heard like, it many I, I, I'm times. I'm watching what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And for 170 bucks a pop, you're giving me air. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go buy hard. this and do it at home. Right. And I'm like, great, I'll be I'll be good. I'll heal myself with ozone. I got some some bandwidth, you know, energy got a little bit better, but mm-hmm. it just didn't stay. Mm-hmm. And my veins hurt. Mm-hmm. And I felt really toxic every time I would do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm still, you know, I'm adding supplements. I bought a, you know, I bought a an infrared sauna at home, one of the portable flip up ones at this time. I'm think I'm I'm reading Dr. Rao's books about detoxification, cleaning the body. So I'm trying to do everything I You're can. You're still going down the rabbit hole rabbit and trying hole. to choose, pick and choose, and apply mm. right and see. Yeah. And you're seeing little instances improvement. But you're still not getting past some sort of hump, right? Yeah, I'm not past the hump. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. My whole existence is treatments mm-hmm. and supplements yeah. and modalities. Right. My whole existence is trying to be well, so I can get through an HO week. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm still performing. By the way, at this point, it's 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 amazing. Like I look back in that time, and I was just like. Who and what was inside you that kept you going? But the community of people that I worked with, actors, singing and dancing, I mean, talk about an escape Mm -hmm. from reality. Right. I know that's why. And, you know, there was definitely things that I would, you know, I would be asked to do certain things in a a performance and sort of found my power with being like, I I can't do that. Mm. And and worried that I would be fired or, or, or cut or not hired. And they're like, okay. Well, you stand over here and you just sing this note. We're going to let um, Andy like flip over that door. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was like, oh, wow. I, I'm still, I'm not, of, I, I didn't lose my value because I said no. I remember it was a very important lesson for me. I can imagine that's going to be an important lesson even moving forward. Like, you know, just that ability to say no there and seeing it throughout life because yeah. so many people have that. They yeah. assume or they get yeah. in their head and they won't ask for help. They won't do this. They won't do that. And yeah. you don't usually find your authentic voice when you do that. You don't. Right? You don't. You've got to say no and have someone say, oh, you're still accepted. You're still loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was It was very, very, I remember that moment the first time it happened. Then I started to do it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 that's not for me. That's, that's for me. Not. I'm going to just sing and act, you know. Uh, but, but you know, when you're a, you're a guy of a certain age, when you do you do dance, you move, you you know, you've got all you're you're kind of like a triple threat. You're you're cast in a certain slot. Sure. So I'm I'm trying to make it through this way, and, and eventually, you know, I got into um I got into uh, Phantom of the Opera, which is a great show. Yeah. Not very physical. If you're in the ensemble, it's a lot of park and bark, <laughs> a little bit of dancing. Um, not not really though. Real easy show, but but this is 2015, and I'm just like incredible. I'm in so much pain. Mm. And I'm having this, um, I know your audience is like, is this going to get better? (laughs) (laughs) We promise it gets better. I promise. I promise. I normally can do this. I can do this story in about eight minutes. No, but I I like the extended version because I think this connects with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the eight minute version would be great to be condensed, but really hearing it being like, I'm going through this. You, yeah. You know, so many people are going to connect with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 so it's 2015 and, you know, I'm, I'm in my dream job. Mm-hmm. I, I went to see Phantom of the Opera in high school in Toronto. I went with my whole high school class 
and I cannot believe I'm on stage and I'm in so much pain. Every breath hurts. Um, in between costume changes, I'm going to the stairwell and I'm, um, anybody who's had abdominal adhesions or scar tissue, I'm like squeeze, I'm doing all the tricks to manipulate and squeeze my belly and Mm -hmm. like compress and try to get these things to release, you know, during numbers that it's just like I'll eight, you know, um, so I'm, I'm just really depressed. And eventually I, you know, I, I get done with this stint in the show and I call a doctor in New York and I'm just like, I, I gotta, I need help, please. And and I had to call three people. Most appointments I went into doctors, um, told me to get out. Really? They said, we will not touch you. Wow. You are a liability. Um, scar tissue, abdominal adhesions. We can't help you. Mm-hmm. You know, we've tried it ends very badly or worse. Um, you're very prone for an infection because you have your low immune system, mm-hmm. the chronic fatigue, all, all everything. And I eventually, um, I found a doc who'd helped me and he worked on the, the New York giants. And, you know, he was just like, you know, you get a doc every once in a while, you get a surgeon who's just like a rock star. <laughs> and he was just like, I- I've got this. We're going to do laparoscopic. We're going to go in. I'm going to slice and dice. He's like, I'm going to give you three to four years. We're going to do it again, but I'm going to give you three to four years and I can help you. Did that level of confidence in hearing him say that? Yeah. Everything. I've heard that so much and I can imagine, you know, you go from one place, they're like, we're not touching you. You are, you know, you're too far gone and you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, and then you go to someone else. They're like, I got you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. You're like, yeah, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Because I was having suicidal thoughts. I mean, I would never kill my, I'm just not that guy. I wouldn't. Right. I'll live in pain. But, but the man, thoughts were there because it was that bad. The thoughts of that being my existence right. were real sad. Mm. I just, it was just sad. You know, and I wasn't, you know, if I look back at, at how how I was showing up in relationships, you know, mm-hmm. or, or with friends, I just I just didn't like myself. Yeah. You know. I didn't like myself. It was, it was so funny. I would, I would like bump into social scenes like every three months. Mm-hmm. And, and as, and as like when I'd put on the game face when I would. Sure. But I did this surgery and it helped, you know, it really did help with some of the pain. Um, it, it, it really knocked it down and you know, around this time I, I, I sort of like looked at my life and I, and I sort of like, what do I need to do to, how am I going to move forward? You took almost a step back. You're saying, yeah, I, I was, I was, I took a, I took a really hard look at life Mm -hmm. and I looked at how vulnerable I was. I looked at the chance that I was going to have another surgery. And at, at this time I really took an evaluation. What came up for me was, was my finances. Hmm. You know, I thought about, how would I build a life where I could do treatments that I wanted, that I could, that I could, if I wanted to go see a fancy functional medicine doc and do some out of the box modalities that I could afford it. And one thing that I was kind of dabbling in that came into the picture was Airbnb. And I was, I was renting out a a room in my apartment. Mm. So I started to really optimize that. You know, I, I tell people it's highly, you know, illegal and, shamed upon but so I was renting a room in my apartment sharing with total strangers from all over the world 
you know, and, but it was, it was, it was paying my rent and more and more. And I rented another apartment mm. and I Airbnb that this is like, you know, when Airbnb was sort of like, yes, what is this thing in New York <laughs> city? And ever it started to blow up. And yep. obviously eventually the city shut it down. Cause the, you know, the hotel commission was like, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> this is our money. But you hit it the right time. I hit it at the right time. I saved up enough money to buy a house, started packing money away, started investing had it had my totally changed my priorities, sold everything I, I owned that wasn't geared towards bringing joy and simplicity and wellness into my life. Mm. You Marie Kondoed it back I then. I Marie Kondoed it into <laughs> a life for um, that, that complemented the person I wanted to be, the person that I wanted to step into, although I wasn't there yet. And at this time, you were still in pain, correct? You were still going through trials and tribulations of health, or did you actually improve during that time? I I improved. It was always a little improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, as a patient, all the sick people out there, let me just point this at you. You're an incredibly bad judge of your level of improvement. You're the worst. The worst. Because yes. you're with you. Yes. You know, wherever I go, there I am. And we, we don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, our partners see it. Our families see it. Our doctors see it. Our coaches see it. Yes. You don't see it. Yes. This so, I can attest to. <laughs> so I would like, I would like to offer this to anybody listening that, that you, that you separate your day-to-day fluctuations in health and wellness from your joy. Just separate it. You know that you're not a good judge at it. And pick a few people in your life who might be a good judge. And and ask those people for temporary reminders. How do I look? How's my voice? What's my energy like? Do you see anything different? Because those are your guides. It's really very helpful. That is great advice, I have to say. I wish there was an app for that. Yeah. I'm sure there is. There's got to be an app. There's, There's an, app an app for everything. So There's got to be an app. So, you know, around this time, I, I actually I booked this crazy role. Um, standing by for the lead of a show. It's called Cagney. Mm-hmm. Cagney, the life of James Cagney in New York. It's a pretty big deal. And this role, I remember auditioning for this thing. You don't leave the stage. 14 songs. You're tap dancing for like, you know, 11 minutes at a time. Super mm-hmm. physical. Super crazy. And I booked this role. And I remember like, you know, going to the, I can always do the audition. Always. But I booked this role. And I remember getting the call um, in, in my girlfriend's apartment at in the time and immediately busting into tears. And, and just a matter of fact, I can't do that. Hmm. Can't do that. This is really hard. It's part of my livelihood, but it's also like I got to have a reality check. This is good for my body. Right. And I remember um, I remember this amazing human being, Allie Carr. She put her hand on my hand. She's like, you can do this. She's like, you can do this and I'm going to be there with you. So we did it. Mm-hmm. We did it. You know, I went to learning this incredible role. I was a standby. So I actually stand by for multiple roles, a standby in a, in a show, you learn everybody's track. So at any time you're learning a hundred pages of the script, different harmonies, different dance parts, 26 different costumes. And you're going to, and, and with a, with a half hour, an hour notice, you're going to go on that night. Might not happen for a month, wow, that's, but be ready. 
sounds really demanding. It's very demanding <laughs> on your nervous system. Yeah. And, you know, it's good to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, which this clearly is way, way outside of my... I had just had surgery. Right. Had surgery in November. This is this is um, auditions in, in March 1st. Hmm. So, uh, uh, but I did it. You know, I, I did it and... Um, I did it in this time. I bought an apartment, you know, kicked ass at this role every time I went on. You know, I'm doing my doing my good diet. I'm meditating, doing my sauna, doing my ozone, doing all the good supplements. You know, I'm doing a really good job at pumping up the tire. Mm. Really good job. I'd probably taken a couple nails out. But if you've got eight nails in the bottom of your foot and you pull out four, it still hurts to walk. Right. You know, I think that's what we miss. Sometimes we go after a treatment or a modality or we invest in a in working with a physician or clinic, a functional medicine clinic. And we say, well, it failed. I'm still in pain. Right. I don't know that it failed. No. I don't know that we didn't take out a couple nails. The opposite is true also. Sometimes you take out a few nails, you're saying, I feel better. I think I'm done. I mm-hmm. think I'm good and I'll just, you know, continue on with life. When in reality, yeah. you want to say, let's take out all the nails. Let's give it, be a little bit patient here yeah. and continue with this therapy with whatever you're doing to make yeah. sure, right? Yeah. And so it's it's both sides of the coin, I believe. I've seen it on both sides where someone's improving but doesn't see the improvement or sees the improvement as the end is done. It's over. Yeah. And I'm good. And yeah. unfortunately, you still have those four nails in you. You do. So you had four nails left, <laughs> but you're feeling, you're left. feeling better, right? I'm feeling better. And I, I bought a home, bought an apartment. Amazing. Now, of course, as the story goes, the home that I bought, um, I discovered had floor to ceiling black mold. How'd you find that out? Did you know about mold at this point in your I, studies? I knew about it, yeah. but I didn't know about yes. it. There's two different things there, of course. <laughs> you have to experience black mold exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacky, uh, a little stachybotrys, lots of chitonium, lots of aspergillus. Mm-hmm. There's another one in there. Um, so lots of the, the molds that generated gliotoxins. So I, I knew something was going on in the apartment. It's funny. The day we were closing the show, I was supposed to go on the weekend. We're closing the show. Um, and, and I had contractors in. I was like, something's up. This wall's leaking. It smells funky in here. Mm. So I'm standing there before I'm about to go close the show on this weekend. My parents are visiting. They're on their way to the apartment. Um, and I had watched these, stood these watch, watch these contractors open up the wall. They cut it open. I'm standing right there. And when they opened up this wall, it smelled like a dead animal. Ooh. And I was like, oh, man. that's." And I stood there. I made my smoothie, <laughs> made my breakfast. Just go, went about your day with went the about stench my day. coming through. Stench is coming through. They got masks on. They're like... And the, and the guys are contractors, but they're not they're not right. mold remediators. They're like, you should go. <laughs> you should not be here for you this. You should go. <laughs> yeah. So I I go to the show and I do the show that night. I've got I've got um two three more performances to do. And while I'm in the show, I'm having these moments where I've done the show for 16 months. I'm looking at someone and I'm trying to remember my words and they're not coming. Ooh microbursts of 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 memory loss profound memory loss like, like nothing's coming to nothing's you. coming wow and i'm i'm getting it i get the word but i'm having these things and i'm starting to like you know heart starting to palpitate mm-hmm. i was like what do i say next what do i say next what do i say while i'm in a song and and i'm and you know packed house yeah 
you know, we're at the West Side Theater, packed house. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to freak out. So I, I get through the shows, you know, and I, and I, um, I leave the apartment and, and I really, when I say I had a backslide in health, like weird shit started happening to my body, mm. horrible constipation, skin eruptions. I'm getting acne all over my body. The pain in my body went to a 12. Mm. I mean, the rheumatoid arthritis factor was just off the charts Yeah, and, and I, I couldn't get it to go down. So I had to, I had to start doing a deep dive on mold. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out mold. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to gut my apartment. I had to throw away all my furniture that I had, all my money that I had saved up. Mm. Everything. Couches, carpets, curtains. Um, luckily, I'm always taken care of in these situations. There was a guy walking down the hall who was a contractor while the contractors were opening up my wall who had been exposed to black mold. Wow. And he called me. This guy. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? Johnny... Um, Col- Coljenovic. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. And he, he, um, he knew exactly what to do. He's like, I'm going to take care of you. Like I would take care of my family. He like put in, you know, put in the, the air scrubbers for mm. five days, you know, didn't use pulled up the tile on the floor and scrubbed the concrete. Cause mold can be in concrete. Wow. You know, he threw away everything that needed to be thrown away. So he walked me through this process of of help fixing the apartment. Um, around this time, I I watched a webinar on a frequency device that used magnetics and pulse electromagnetic field and frequency called the amp coil. Mm-hmm. And I listened to these uh, founders of this technology um, talk about what the what the tool did what the amp coil did and it's it's essentially it's a tool that covers the body in a magnetic field you mm-hmm. you place a modified electromagnetic coil modified tesla coil on the body covers the body in magnetics and on the magnetics float these vibrations which cause change in the body um they work on the energetic body and they talked about it assisting the body with the long term symptoms of lyme mm-hmm. And, and, and mold and things. And, and I was at a point and I listened, the resonance of their voice was so strong. And I was at a point where I, I got off the, the treadmill that I was on, on the gym. Of course I'm on the treadmill <laughs> walking through the mold pain. And I walked over to court of the gym and I called the company and I bought one right then and there bought it. That's conviction, conviction, put it on a credit card. <laughs> It was, it was, it was, and I bought at the time the model that was tr- more travelable was about $10,850. Good investment. A good investment. Yeah. Didn't know if it would work. Never have I bought anything that expensive, a, a health and wellness tool. Um, two things, Airbnb. Now I'm Airbnb a room in the apartment that I bought too, the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is like six years. To frame it for people from 2011, at the end of 2000, the beginning of 2012 to 2019, I didn't pay a dollar in mortgage in New York City mm. or dollar in rent. In fact, I most most years I made quite a bit of money. You know, most years I had gross thirty to forty thousand extra dollars from 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 renting a room. Right. Which renting your own room in your own place is totally legal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would live with people from Iran, Iraq, France, Bali, Indonesia, 
Was that Japan. a cool experience for you? It was amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. It was amazing. And what I can tell you is my most amazing guests were from other parts of the world. Right. And my most challenging guests, where there weren't many, were from the States. <laughs> okay. You know, the, the sense of, it <laughs> makes sense. The sense of entitlement in, in America is real. <clears throat> it's yeah. I mean, I've, I've traveled a great deal, especially when I was young and, and I picked up on that. Yeah. I was incredibly grateful to get that experience early on and yeah. see that the rest of the world, you know, works very differently, very different and is very open to it and yeah. doesn't have that sense of entitlement, not to bash America's great. Right. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. 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 We but, have that sense of entitlement for a reason yeah. because we have so much given to us and so, so much freedom much. and it's, it's, it makes it great, but I mm. can see that. So you're, you're getting yeah. this international aspect of through the Airbnb meeting yeah. people while you're struggling yeah. and <laughs> all well, these I, things. Right? I can't travel, but I brought the travel to <laughs> you me. You brought the travel to you. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and I'm still friends with like all these people. It was like, it's like 443 guests. Oh, you have an amazing network. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And they follow like all the stuff I do. They follow me online and my podcast and all that, all that stuff. And it's, it's, um, it was so incredible. So, so I'm able to make this purchase, right? And I pull this thing out of the box. I'm like, I'm so excited to get it. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm traveling up to Boston to do a show. The owner, Aaron, does this like super like solid for me. He gets me a device real quick. Mm-hmm. It was like a six to eight week shipping window. Mm-hmm. I got a device in a week because okay. we started talking and he was like, oh, you know, you know some stuff about health and wellness. I was like, yeah, I was like this and blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally in a, I think I know it all. Yeah. I know nothing about frequency. I was going to say, did you have any kind of introduction yes, to the yes. energetic body? Oh yeah. I yeah. bought, I had bought, I had bought I, at this time through this uh, 2007 to 2000 and this is 2018. Yeah. I bought like $300,000 worth of stuff on some loans, yep. buying things, you know, uh, uh, rental programs, the scanner device, lots mm-hmm. of Russia. Um, it's big with it. Huge. With frequency devices. Frequency things. Whether it's you a Zap or a Scan or a Ten Scan, like all those. Yeah, yeah, there was a thing like the, the Da Vinci thing where you'd hold and it like had all these programs where it's mm. supposed to eliminate microbes. Yep. You know, um, it, it's funny. We didn't even get into all the things that I, I was diagnosed mm. between 2007 and. I'm and, sure and, it was a myriad, oh, right? We found lot, you know, I, I, every time I got a diagnosis, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is what's wrong with me. Well, you feel like you have an answer finally, right? Yes. That's it. We're good now. We, we know what it is. <laughs> Guys, I tried everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything, you know, everything. All the treatments that I did, you know, the PRP, stem cells, hyperbaric yep. oxygen chamber, inversion therapy, you know, urine therapy. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you Lyme disease, chronic Epstein-Barr infections, mm. viral infections, mm-hmm. you know, POTS, whatever. I had it. I was diagnosed with it all. Yeah. All of it. Every single one, every single label and every single label brought this rush of joy was like, when I finally eliminate this, I'll be well and vibrant and amazing. So it was, it was like, and it's so funny. I'm like, I kept it's, I don't know how I kept the like childlike inquisitive sense of wonderment around discovering what's next. That was part of the way I got through it. The way I did with a high vibe like effect. 
I was going to say that's incredibly hard. I mean, you get people after their third misdiagnosis, like, screw it. I'm done with the medical I'm community. Done. I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm just living like, I don't, I, yeah. I just don't want to be misdiagnosed. Yeah. Spend all my money again just to feel worse again, you yeah. know, when it doesn't work. Yeah. That's, that's how a lot of people are. But I mean, to have that approach of just keep going, childlike enthusiasm, like mm-hmm. it'll be the next one. If not, it'll be the next one. Yeah. And you just got to keep going. Yeah. So you, you kept doing that. I kept doing year that. Year after year. Yeah. And, and then finally you, you go all in after hearing one little thing about Amcoil. Yeah. You get the device. What happened next? I, you know, I started playing around with it. Yeah. You know, I started just using it. Wasn't, wasn't, I didn't read the instructions. <laughs> it really was like a toy. <laughs> yeah. Didn't read the instructions. Um, Started, started coiling, you know, essentially programs are between 15 and 60 minutes. I just started doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I'm like just doing all these, it's a total back ass words way. I I just started using any program, cleanse programs, detox, you know, there's a pathway that you're supposed to do. I didn't do it. But what I noticed was is coiling. I, I, all of a sudden I had like this energy or a charge that I had not felt since I was 18 years old. Like the battery was charged. Mm -hmm. So with the battery, like my thought, my brain was like racing, racing thoughts. Like, and it felt so good. So those frequencies were absolutely impacting you and and helping you. I do. You know, I think, yes, yes, yes. I think the twofold, like studying it now for like, 17 months mm-hmm. and I've just been in the rabbit hole of studying it. Mm-hmm. Um, the mag, I think raising this, the charge of the cells, cells hold a charge. Right. And the polarization, depolarization yes. phases, right. That's yeah. a big part. Of Transmembrane it. potential. So yes. the potassium pump, ion exchange, you know, uh, oxygen uptake. There's so many benefits right. from magnetics mm-hmm. coupled with frequency. I think that's the key with that. This is, you know, cause I had tried frequency devices. Yeah. I try, you know, especially like I've seen these Russian women on the Upper West Side. Um, they were amazing. Semenyova, I think, is their last name, and they had all of these tools. You know, they would touch my fingers with a pen and touch mm-hmm. the pad, touch the finger, and touch the. They're like, you're, you're. They're like, you're sensitive to these like 32 foods, and I was like, no. And that they were right. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were right. Yeah. You know, doing this amazing like, I'm like, how are you getting this from a pen touching right. my finger? And then like looking at my iris and they were dead on, you know, they would give me homeopathics. It would, it would help. It would help. It would help. It never, it never stayed. Um, you know, it never stayed. There was too many, the pain kept me from moving forward a lot. The chronic pain from the intestinal Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, when I was able to clear that, I was able to bust through Mm. to answer your question before that was a big breakthrough for me. What do you think did that? Um, a, a big component was that was the was the adhesion, the lysis of adhesions, mm. the laparoscopic, which helped. Yeah. You know, when I had went to, <laughs> I had went to Clear Passage in Clearwater, Florida, which is a a clinic which specializes in visceral manipulation of scar tissue, and it's a week long. It's twenty hours of visceral manipulation of them working on your belly mm-hmm. in a week, and and it, and and they have a huge success rate. It didn't work for me. I wanted it to work mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. It didn't. I had to, it was not their therapy. I had too much other stuff going on. True, really and truly. Right. I, I, I take 100% ownership. It was like, yeah. 
you know, all the inflammatory components with the scar tissue, with the emotional trauma. I mean, it, it just, I would love to go back and do it again now. Yeah. It was almost that at that time, your equation was just different from what they were yep. putting out. Right. And yep. it's not to say it doesn't work. Yeah. And that's with every treatment, you know, everything you got to look at it all and realize who you are on yeah. your path and see if that works or not. It's just great to have the awareness yeah. at least that it's there and an option for you, Yeah, but it didn't work for you at that time. You move forward, you started using, you know, more pemphamp coil magnetics yep. You were still doing your supplement regimen, I'm sure, Mm fine-tuning it. Yeah. And did you start to feel like you were past everything at this point? My my energy and brain tuned up to such a point where I felt, it's so silly to say, like, you know the movie Limitless? Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, of having so many years of, of, yeah, I was totally Bradley Cooper, but not (laughs) as good of hair. I, he has great hair. I totally have hair envy yeah. for people. I shave my head after chemo. Trust me, I get and, it. And, and I was just like, oh, you know, those awesome heads. One day they're going to come out with like a thing where you're, oh, you're going to have like a, a perfect Chia pet and it's just going to be like, dude, I'm going to do it. We're, that, we're only a few years away from that. So I'm just I holding so. out. I hope so. I hope so. Because I'll totally, I'll probably still shave my head, but just to be able to have like the tuck the Brad Pitt hair behind my ears. Oh, someday. I'm, I'm going to do it <laughs> just, just because life's short. So yeah, I just felt limitless. You know, I I started contributing to this. um, I started jumping on these community calls, which the cool thing about Ampcoil is like one of their mottos is you don't do it alone. Right. And tech companies don't build community. Mm. Tech companies don't provide great service. Mm -hmm. Tech companies don't hold your hand when you're breaking down. Um, Ampcoil had done that. Mm -hmm. They they had created that community. Mm -hmm. They do a monthly call where they bring an expert on, not about Ampcoil, but to talk about wellness, how to build a tribe. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was on these community calls listening to all these people give these amazing testimonials about their health and wellness had changed with bringing in frequency, bringing in magnetics, Mm -hmm. having a device that you can buy in your home. Yeah. And I was so inspired and I started contributing to these calls. And eventually, you know, I got on a call with, um, with the owner, with Aaron and we were talking about, you know, uh, uh, public speaking and and um, building a script and and working with the team. So I started to work with their their sales team on on working because I was a, I had gone to the Institute of Functional Health Coaching through all this time. I would learned mm-hmm. to be a health coach. Mm-hmm. I coach people one on one. I went to, you know, I'd been to like eight programs, mm-hmm. but my favorite one was uh, IFHC. And, you know, we, we had started talking about how do you work some through a sticking point, someone through a sticking point, which they know they, you know, to make a decision whether Ampcoil is right for them. So I started working with the team and building trainings for them and yeah. I'm performing and I'm starting a podcast and I'm like this, this and this. And it was like, I'm at all of a sudden I looked at myself and was like, who are you? <laughs> like I'm, I it was stupid. You were Bradley Cooper and Limitless. I was Bradley Cooper and Limitless. <laughs> I'm like doing eight shows a week. I'm working for the Institute of Functional Health Coaching. I'm coaching. I'm running their sales and marketing. I'd never done that before. I'm just talking to people. I'm like, here's what the course is. Here's what it does. Here's what it doesn't do. Here's what it costs. What do you want to do? Awful fit for you. I think you should go somewhere else. Or I think this is a good path through. Did the same thing with with Amcoil. Mm. Started to digest the science. Really, I'm like, I want to know how it works, why it works, what it's doing, yada, yada, yada. You know, I read papers and studies. I read every single book on PEMF you can buy. Mm-hmm. I watched every single webinar. 
you know, I started to learn a lot about the industry, you know, all the different devices, like the subtle energy, the oscillating wave versus mm-hmm. a ringer device, right. you know, different, different frequency delivery methods, like the SCIO technology, which is where these founders came from, which is like a quantum biofeedback. Yeah. And you know how all these elements played together to form, you know, this unique tool. And, you know, I just kept taking on more and more responsibility and to cut to today, you know, I'm on the management team of, of Amcoil. I'm, I'm, I'm an ownership leadership, you know, I'm, I'm part of the, the core, the core six or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I run the sales and marketing for them. I, I, I do all their, um, I'm building out an academy. We're making Amcoil Academy, mm. you know, an eight part video series because like anything, I think so many things don't work for us because we don't understand how to use them. Yes. I mean, if I look at all the shit I bought right, and use it wrong, seriously, yeah. you know, with, with sauna, over saunaing, mm-hmm. demineralizing my body, buying a reverse osmosis water and taking all the minerals out of my body Yes, for years. Right. People and just thinking, that. I'm like, I'm drinking clean water. I'm more woke than anybody <laughs> and, and totally doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's just because I knew enough to be dangerous and now to see things as a whole picture. And what I, what really resonates with me about, you know, creating this, creating training, like speaking to people, um, running every webinar we do, you know, running their ambassador program where like, you know, a clinic or someone, an owner can share the tech Mm -hmm. and, 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 and use this as a, as a business component, you know, not multi-level marketing, but total integrity. Like if you, if you, if you give someone sessions and you explain the technology and they pay forward, you know, there's an affiliate program for Amcoil. So all these components and and the, 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 the model, there was so much integrity built in there. And then just to come in and be able to like clean it up mm-hmm. and like do what I do, um, has been so rewarding and like, like what's happened in, 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 in eight months has been absolutely incredible. Like the feedback from the community and the user base and yeah. the efficacy and to get to, you know, I'm essentially doing what I always did. I'm, 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 I'm listening to people's stories on the phone. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're telling me what's going on. And when, when people get on and, and they, you know, like we talked about before, when, when I've got, this is my last, this is my hail Mary. Yeah. Like this yep. needs to be the thing that heals me. Then I tell them to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Cause like we've got, if you haven't got that through this story, they're all tools. Right. I could probably make, I could, um, that's not true. I could make them all work to a degree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are you looking at your body as a systems approach? Are you looking at all the components? And the unique thing that magnetics does, what frequency, especially Mm -hmm. frequency. um, And I'd love to talk about a little bit about like just PEMF versus AMP. The difference. The difference. Because people don't know that. Sometimes they think it's either a magnet or a PEMF machine, but it's it's really the combination, of course. The, The ability of frequency to work on the emotional body to make emotional shifts, to yeah. allow you to get access to trauma. And that doesn't mean that, that, you know, if we, if we run in a journey from emotions, love giving, love receiving on Ampcoil, that it takes care of it. It gives you access. Right. So then when you go do the dynamic neural retraining, when you go do the limbic system retraining, mm-hmm. when you go do your EFT, mm-hmm. you have better access. Yes. You have better access. There's enough battery. There's enough spark in the tank where you can move. It's, it's something that comes in and does the perfect example is it does the heavy lifting Mm -hmm. for when you've been 
pushed down and chronically ill and, and really need like that guide. Right. You know, you need somebody to lift you up and be like, here it is. You're way down in the, you're way down in the well. Let me lift you up so you can see. I mean, that's what a lift in magnetics does. That's what frequency, that's what vibration does. Yeah. You know, and I love what Amp Coil has done. I mean, you mentioned it. They they're really turning this business model, and I think really bringing alternative medicine and information that is mm. usually misunderstood or yeah. misconstrued, yeah. and making it more accessible and easier to understand, which is huge. I think it's the biggest part. I think we're we're not really opening ourselves up because we're thinking in one way mm-hmm. and we're trying to represent it. We're thinking in a Newtonian type of matter yes. that, you know, you need more chemical to then change this, to do this. Whereas everything, if you look at it from the quantum perspective of energy, everything, you know, Tesla said everything is, you know, everything, in the invisible, is, energy. It is, everything is energy. And we are energetic beings, of course. We mm-hmm. know this and that's the initiation point for so much. Yeah. But. It's not to say that one is better than the other. They're all necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, we're energetic beings that still have physical manifestations. Mm -hmm. So you need to address both sides. And and I do think Ampcoil allows that is a wonderful frequency, vibration, energy tool to help you access some of that and continue Mm -hmm. on that. It's not the only tool. And now you did mention this difference between PEMF. Yeah. You know, pulse electrical magnetic yeah. frequency and magnets. And it's it's pretty cool. My father, when he started even in the eighties, he was a visiting professor at Yale doing studies in PEMF. And back then it was like totally unheard of. And it yeah. was more about uh trying to heal bones, right? Because yes. you could improve the yeah. the blood flow and yes. reduce inflammation. So it was, it's really great for any sort of, you know, damage, physical mm-hmm. damage to yeah. the body. And then we also learned about biomagnetic pairs later on mm-hmm. and from Dr. Goyce and, and how that yeah. changes also the polarity yeah. and changes pH then yes. and makes it an environment where viruses or pathogens cannot live. Mm-hmm. So the two of them were like, you know, they were coming up and showing quite prominent mm-hmm. for a lot of patients. And then, yeah. of course, mixing them together made sense. Just yeah. like most of medicine, when you bring it together, it makes sense. Totally. Not just doing an IV infusion one place and then doing energy another place and then, a, you know, manipulation another. Mm-hmm. Do it together and in the right format, yeah. you need less of each. And they kind of synergize each other. Yeah. But talking about just the PEMP side of it and the biomagnetic side, can you go in for those that aren't too familiar with how that works how that's being utilized in Ampcoil and kind of differentiate the two. Yeah. So it's funny. I actually had a chance to interview the, he's really the godfather of the modern day PEMF machine. Mm -hmm. His name is Michael Davis. And he has a, he has a device called the PMT 120, which is, you know, they have this, you know, it moves up to like a Tesla Mm -hmm. of, of magnetics, which is very, very strong for, and, and a Tesla or Gauss, it's the density of the magnetic field. So a PEMF, a PEMF device, it's called a ringer. They have ringer machines, which you're going to hear this clicking. It's going to go click, 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 click. And that's the way of stopping and starting. Mm -hmm. Well, the way a PEMF machine causes change in the body, it's like walking up to a bell and striking it with a mallet. That's how you do it. You strike yep. the tissue with the force of the magnetic wave. Um, and it's great for injury, athletic mm-hmm. performance. It's, it is good for energy. It's great for bone healing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially after uh, jaw surgery, you know, cavitation surgery right. to go ahead and heal that jaw. It's amazing. Um, 
And then, and then uh, an oscillating machine, which is what amp coil is, subtle energy device. We're so gentle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that are like, oh, I feel it all over my body. There's pe- people that do amp coil. They're like, I'm not sure I feel it. Because mm-hmm. very gentle. It's a soft magnetic wave. And, but combined with frequency, it's this oscillating wave. And, and the way we make, we make a shift in the body, very similar to the tuning fork scenario, where if you have two tuning forks tuned to an A flat, Mm-hmm. And I strike one and, and I, and, and that information travels through space and the other tuning fork picks up that information and starts to sing with a resonance of the A flat. Right. So we're placing the coil on the body, you know, we're sending resonant frequencies into the body that resonate with different organs, organ systems, different microbes, metals, and toxins. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about adding air to the system and pulling the nail out slowly, that's, we have two types of journeys. We have rejuvenating, which is adding air. We have cleanse journeys, which are helping to harmonize the vibrations associated mm-hmm. with metals, microbes, and toxins. So in that, in that two-pronged approach, but we're sending resonance. What's resonance mean to people? And resonance is like, it's like the right amount of force at the right time. Yeah. And a beautiful picture of that is pushing a child on a swing. Mm. And if you're going to try to push that child halfway back, you're going to, and you meet him halfway through the swing, coming back, you're going to break your wrists. Mm-hmm. But if you meet him right at the apex and just give the little, littlest amount of effort, he goes higher and it's a more enjoyable ride. And that's a, that's a great picture of resonance mm-hmm. and we're singing to the body. So it's not an on off machine, right? You know, the, the device is not on off. Amp coil is like, you know, people are like, well, why, why is it, you know, what are these, what's a sound journey? And when we have a tablet that runs this, it's, it's like hundreds and hundreds of frequencies within one program mm-hmm. that are, that are working on different areas of the body to prime it for sound and then to work on organs and organ systems and then look at microbes, metals, and toxins, and then do a closing to remember the body's natural state of being. So it's very, there's an artistic design to the software that nobody is doing. Mm-hmm. You can get frequency devices, which I bought many from from Russia. Yep. That that are that that you program the frequency, then you say how long you want it to play, then how strong, and then you program another one. And so right. you're going to sit there for a long time, or you're going to have frequency sets that are programmed for liver, for right. gallbladder. Well, how do you know which ones you need to use in what order and how strong? Mm-hmm. You don't. And so that's where that's where ours is very different. Of you know, it's just so, there's so much artistry to amp coil, yeah. which is, is a singer and a performer. I'm like that one. And I've, I've tried, I just actually, I just rented a device, which, which moves, you know, 4,000 gauss and, and it, and it shocks the, the whole pectoral mm. is jumping <laughs> and it's fun, but there's no, um, and I really do try to be, and, and I know the, the most important thing I can do is to not be dogmatic about what you need to be well mm-hmm. as, as a guide, as a podcaster, as somebody who works for amp, even though I work for amp coil, you know, I, I'm always buying, I'm still renting stuff. I'm still trying things. Sure. I'm still trying lights and lasers and tanks and new saunas. Um, the, 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 the strong pemph it's not going to bring you, it's not going to bring you home into the heart center. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not going to be like, uh, you know, we have a journey on, on amp coil called positivity or brain reboot or relax all. Mm-hmm. And you go there when you do that journey, you go to relax all, relax all of it, relax the toes, right. relax the neck. And, and more times than not, um, 
when you can shift the state of being in the body and allow the body to do what it does, mm. that's magic. That is. That's, and from, that's self-healing, right? That's self-healing. That's why homeopathics work. Yeah. You know, that's why we have, that's why we, we, we do really, really well with the coil with children. Mm-hmm. Because there isn't a placebo, they don't have all the blockades built up of the 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 decision they've made that they don't deserve to be well. The the negative belief systems aren't there yet that are actually somewhat yeah. deciding how your body's going to react to something in yeah. some ways, right? That yeah. you don't even know subconsciously yeah. they're running. Yeah, my 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 friend Maddie, who we worked with at um, I'm staying up in Reading, Connecticut. We got like five coils there. I'm living with the new CEO of Amcoil and and all their their whole family. I've Sold my moldy place in New York, and I've I've moved up to Connecticut for the for the time being till I decide where I want to go. And now, of course, time of COVID, which we have to talk about eventually. Well, we um, will. <laughs> it's my home base, and you know, I I watch people come in and out of the barn, and I ran a study. For, I helped run a study for them. I helped, you know, I went up like um, five or six times with with a twelve month pod of twelve chronically ill people. Starting amp coil, never done pemp, never done frank frequency, didn't change diet. You know, didn't mm. they? They were just bedridden from Lyme, mm-hmm. chronic, the walking wounded, truly. Yeah. And you, yeah. I know you've seen you're on Long Island, yes. You know, New York, Connecticut. This is this is a reality. Um, for anybody else is out there, and you feel like the walking wounded. Trust me, like we know. Um, and I watched twelve people go into the study. People that were um, unable to walk in. Uh, shivering and convulsing so hard of just full body shakes, you know, when they say the word bugs in the brain, it's not an exaggeration, neurological Lyme. Um, and I watched them at the end of 12 months, like walk up onto a stage and like do a graduation ceremony and like tears of joy. And now I'm watching these people a year later and like my favorite, one of my favorite people, Terry, She's, she's like working, um, she's a, she's a barber. She works at a salon. She's back seven days a week, you know, doing her thing. Incredible. Um, she got her life back. Yeah. And she didn't do, she didn't do ozone. She didn't do hyperbaric oxygen. You know, this is one thing now. Um, d- d- is it, is it, a, is it, are these experiences where people like throw away the wheelchair and they go run a marathon? No. Right. You know, you know, when, and we could talk about this a little bit, it's like, it, it, People always, they want the miracle, but what's the value when you're in it to get the quality of life back where you can go grocery shopping, where you can drive your car, where you go to work, when your parents, um, when you can visit your parents, when your children feel like they have mom back. I mean, it's funny. We do, we, I would never have set that as a goal when I was really sick. I'm like, I want Broadway and the Tony award (laughs) and the thing and the thing, but what if I could eat cauliflower pizza? Right. What if I could eat goat cheese, bacon, avocados, eggs? Because when I was at my sickest, I was probably down to like 13 foods, so I couldn't. And I've now I've binged on those for the last four months and gained some good visceral belly fat. Mm. But but I can eat those foods now. And that was an absolute never ever for me. I would have been in the emergency room because the bloating and distension from the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth would have been so bad. I would have had another adhesion twist. Mm-hmm. And and now that's that's shifted, and a majority of these big wins for me, um, and I biohack all these testing things. I there's subjective experience of what's changed. I track my mold levels in my blood, my real time mm-hmm. laboratories. Mm-hmm. I check my food sensitivities through Great Plains. You know, I have one food that's in the red. I still notice a response if I do overdo it on walnuts, but I can eat all these things now. 
Right. You know, I see all the the mycotoxin levels except for one have all gone down to normal, except for aflatoxins, which has dropped in half. Mm. So I'm I'm seeing these things happen on the chemical level. I'm not taking antifungals, which I took for a year. They did not make a dent in the mold for me. Ampotericin B, nasal rinses. Oh, you want to talk about a headache? Holy cow. I mean, I've so I've tried all these things and I've seen a lot of shifts with the energetics magnetics, but my body is doing it. Right. My body's healing. And that's what people, I think, need to realize that the miracle will actually happen in the end, but it's through the small winds of it all. It's over time. And I think... It's the time that your body needs to heal is the perfect amount of time, right, mm-hmm. for you and your journey. Mm-hmm. And you can't rush it. People always want to have a child as quickly as possible, like four or five. Like It's a nine-month journey, regardless <laughs> of how much you want it to be a four or five-month journey. Oh, my God. That's and a great example. healing is the same thing. People come in. They're like, all right, in eight weeks, will I be better? And we're like, how long have you had this for? 20 plus years. Yeah. Do you really think the body's going to work? Like, we'd love that miracle yeah. to happen, but... The body also needs time to adjust. Yeah. Think about everything, that how it regrows. If you did it like that, you'd be forcing the body. Mm-hmm. We don't want to force it to do anything. Mm-hmm. We want it to get to its optimal state and continue that way. Yeah, But that's going to take a little bit of time. But what I've learned through that is that patients truly appreciate their health because of that. Mm. If it happened in eight weeks, I don't know if they'd appreciate it. They'd probably go back to the negative yeah. things. Because they would just be like, oh, I'll just do another eight weeks and I'll be good. Mm-hmm. When it took them two years to get better. I know. And there was a lot up and down because healing is never linear. It's never truly. I mean, your story was definitely that, right? Oh, my God. Well, You're it's still up, not, down, up, down. Yeah, like, it's still not linear. Of course not. It it's never is. Not, We're no. always healing. But that the, the, the appreciation to the healing journey when you're on the other side almost, then you say it, it was all worth it, right? Totally. And... And the frequency of it all plays such a big role. And I think you said something, you put it really nicely, and this is what I try and do, you know, the, the amp coil is singing to you in a way. Yeah. And I, I see it as, in many ways, the amp coil is almost like a symphony being played to you, right? Mm-hmm. And everything's in harmony, and it's being played to you. It's biocompatible, mm-hmm. and it's using bioresonance, which are all these different resonance of the body. Yeah. And you're right. Every single organ, every single cell is resonating mm-hmm. at different frequencies. Yeah. And if you produce something, it's like giving it information, basically. That's, That's all it. it is. If we understand vaccines, which we could get into shortly with COVID, yeah. <laughs> um, then we understand that everything starts. DNA, vaccines, all of it start with information. Homeopathy, all of these yeah. are really just informational therapies. Mm. And we're just trying to provide the right information to the body so it can restore itself to heal Mm. and i think that's a big part of it when i'm trying to tell people about how energy medicine works or frequencies or Mm. even pen for anything it's just giving your body instructions yeah it's gotten lost it's gotten mixed up it's Mm -hmm. hard to build that ikea shelf without those instructions sometimes yeah even with it could be hard but the more instructions you have the more proper information you're getting Mm -hmm. because we're in a sea of improper information in some ways yeah whether that's, you know, different frequencies or toxins coming in, all these other things. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of battling to find the right information for our bodies to do it again. And Amco, I think, does a wonderful job of giving those instructions in a yeah. beautiful song. Yeah, so it really does. Yeah, that's really cool that, that you got involved. And I think it's even better. You got involved because you experienced it. Yeah. And then you learned about it. Yeah, and then yeah. you jumped down that yeah. rabbit hole and saw it all. Yeah, and it was yeah. probably very opening to you to be like, yeah. oh, that's confirming what I yeah. experienced, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not like you're the crazy one person. There's nothing written about it. 
No. Um, so, so an awesome journey there. So can we switch over to COVID or? We can, yeah. Because yeah. it is, it's so prominent <laughs> right now. I know we talked about it's it so a prominent. little bit. How are you coping? Because right now we are in, the, you drove over here and we're quarantined in some ways, but not, you know, I yeah. greeted you in the mask and everything. Yeah. And, it, and it's a strange time. Are you seeing, are you seeing people contact you living in fear or living in a different state because of this? Petrified. Petrified, right? Yeah. And how are, what are you doing yourself and what are you telling other people during this time when they are petrified? Do they have a right to be in some ways? Hmm. I, I honestly, we don't know. Yeah. Anybody who tells you right now that they know about COVID, that's damn that's, liar. <laughs> they're a damn liar. That's where they kind of get the boot. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I've taken, believe me, as an advocate of, of health and wellness and high vibration, there's times over the last two months where I've been so passionate and like ready to scream this message on a soapbox and mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I knew better. Yeah. Even though I got caught up in some things, some ideology that, you know, I'll be honest with you, in this time, I really, I try not to, what I've tried not to do is offer my opinion right. on direction of treatment and modality. Mm. I've tried to offer what I can and what I, what I know, what I know is yes. I know inspiration. Mm-hmm. I know how to create a plan. Mm-hmm. I know how to be practical. I know what should be in that plan from a systems approach to be well. That applies to cancer, viruses, abusive relationships. Right. It's all multifactorial. Mm-hmm. So I, I have experienced people approaching me in extreme fear. I've, I've been very, I've, I've, I've experienced moments of very extreme depression. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone has. I think everyone has. You're right. More, more so observing society, mm-hmm. more so observing social media. Yes. It, it gets me really sad when I see whatever you believe this to be or, uh, the, the ferocity or the, the infectious nature um, to to post a picture of another human being with or without a mask on and in e- either way shame them mm-hmm. for their decision is sad to me. Um, it's very sad to me to label people mm-hmm. vaccine, anti-vaccine. Yeah. That that there's some that there's only two camps. You're an anti-vaxxer, which I think is such a disgusting, incredibly term. negative connotation. Ugh, I think now, right? Gross. Yeah, yeah. I've actually I've seen some some friends that I I really love, and I actually there I have a list to call and ask and be like, can we talk about anti-vaxxer? Yep, that's a gross term. Agreed. Because having having as a coach, having worked with families that have had children injured by vaccines mm-hmm. and seen. A child be super responsive and communicative in a video, yep. and then the day after the vaccine, be despondent. Nothing's changed besides that injection. Mm-hmm. Um, and witness it. It hurts my heart. You know, it really does. Um, all the different agendas, but it's 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 the it's the labeling, and it's always the fact that. Um, and this has been brewing with social media. I've thought this all the time about social media. You know, you love it, you hate it. Yes. But that that we're so polarized as a society that there's there's one camp or the other that 
you know, the second, and I'm triggered by this, you know, politics aside, I, I really, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's made me less political in this time. Oh yeah. Seeing like, um, you know, I used to be very, very triggered when someone would be like, God bless president Trump. And I, and I'm sorry, I, yeah, I respect you completely. If you're a Republican or not, I don't know your political beliefs, but, um, it would trigger me. And then I'd be like, I'm never listening to that person again. <laughs> I'm throwing away everything they have. Yeah. And this scenario has made me realize how silly that is. And that thinking that he was somehow evil, he doesn't know anything. I mean, in my opinion, he doesn't know any better. And it's like, I'm like, oh, he's kind of harmless. And pulling back and taking the bird's eye view and seeing, seeing, um, again, it's, it's such a rabbit hole, but who is pulling the strings, you know, as far as manipulation and spin, Mm -hmm. um, is it the media? Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe. Is is it the individual journalists who have mm-hmm. who have taken a vow to be journalists? I don't think so. I think journalists are usually like that's what they're out there to do, you know. But is is the media above? Is there a level above that that funnels down control of what, what is allowed to be said? Probably, yeah. You know, and it's just so I, I look at all these components of COVID. You know, the labeling, the polarization, people living in fear. I look at my real world example. Is that, you know, I thought about, I don't have a home right now. Mm-hmm. And I think about my mom in Florida. I think about my dad in, in Rochester. And I think about, well, what if I were to jump in the car and go see my dad? Which I would be fine with. Yes. What if I were to walk into my dad's house and give my dad the virus mm-hmm. and my dad were to pass away? A what, lot of people's fears, by the way. What would my family now, now this may, dad, I love you. I, I accept that. Mm-hmm. I accept that. I accept the, uh, the chance I could meet you and kill you by, by me touching a plastic grocery bag, picking up a virus, you having a susceptible immune system for, for all the reasons we could talk about. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about my dad's health. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you passing away. I understand that that would be a risk of me going. I think it's sad. Now I will never, I won't, I won't do that because I have to take into the account the, the opinions of my, my cousins, my brother, my sister, you know, that they all love my, you know, they have, you know, they have a vested stake in their relationship with my dad as well. Right. So, so, you know, without understanding across the board, which we're not going to come to because family's family. Yeah. Not shaming my family. I'm saying this is every family. This We don't all have understanding around what a virus is, what infection agents are, what wellness is. We all have different opinions. We all have a different, here's the truth, we all have a different reality of what it is. Oh, absolutely. And so we're all so living That's the in thing. A- the facts aren't the facts. The reality isn't the reality. It's what we have inside yeah. that make them that. So you have to be able to respect that someone isn't where you are. Yeah. They're not at the consciousness level. They haven't had the experiences, yeah. anything. Yeah. So in a way, I I completely agree with you that listen, I'm very cool with living in the gray, right? Yeah. With, with this isn't black or white. No. This isn't anti or pro or this no. and that. You can have you could be in the middle and you were you can respect each other too. Yeah. I, that's what I find a little bit There's not you know, a lot disenchanting, of not a lot of respect here. You're an idiot on one side or the other, right? Yeah. If I have yeah. this opinion, if you're not with me, you're against me. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's not true. Yeah, it's I know not wonderful true. people that don't think like me. Yeah, and they're bright people. They're smart people. 
but that's the beauty of freedom of choice and yeah. understanding everyone's path. And I do think that COVID times have kind of negated that. You're either in one camp or the other. Yeah. You need to pick a side and stick to it. But but is this is it different? Is it different than the Vietnam War? If, is it You're different right. than draft, no. non-draft? History is it different has than always repeated itself. It I think it's just more prominent to. and in your face now. That's yep. all it is. We have yeah. more access to it. Yeah. All our iPhones are buzzing throughout the day about this stuff, yeah. right? So it's a little bit, hey, well, It's remembers. more intense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different to be poked with a stick four times a day than 300 times a day. Right. And that's what's different about having um, the global communicator in your palm of everybody's opinion every news channel, every second of the day, Mm -hmm. our nervous system, I don't think, is really designed to be that resilient. I think there's an undeniable long-term negative effect on on the nervous system from being exposed like that. And so so to bring it back to, you know, my my decision is like, you know, I called my dad the other day. I said this. I said, I I can't come visit you. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I what if what if I were to do this? You know, this is and it's really sad to me. You know what what I'm looking at doing is is you know, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, make some plan where I experience joy without seeing my family right away. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my mom is, is the same is the same thing. I think my mom would be more open to it. But again, you have all these other components of the family. I got what if so that the idea that the that the virus mm-hmm. uh, I love the virus. Actually, I do love the virus. <laughs> greatest teacher in the world because we're all learning this lesson together maybe that's why this is so painful i mean that the best lessons are the most painful ones yeah. i'm sure you can attest to that yeah it's it's so painful that this virus has come in is this ultimate teacher and we're forced to like learn this you know we're all in different levels of spiritual growth mm-hmm. um so that i think that's why we're experiencing all this pain and you know how do we my my question is just you know, I, and I don't have the answer. How do we move forward with a little bit of grace and empathy? My my path, it's like we we have to. I don't care how un unevolved someone is. We have to see other human beings as 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 we have to see God in that other person, right? In in every eye contact, you have mm-hmm. to see them as God, absolutely. And that is not believe me. I struggle with that. Um, there's definitely uh, certain patterns trigger me that I hear and, and, yep. and I'm like, Oh my God, really? And, and, yeah. and, and I have to remind myself, I have to pattern myself. I, that's just, so this is my work. I have to do the work in my meditation that every other human being is, is, is a, they're a living God. You have to see that person on the street, your, your, your cab driver, your Uber driver, checkout clerk, everybody, everybody is, is a living incarnation of God. And if you can do that, you know, you, you're, you're, your existence changes real quick. Your experience on planet earth uh, up levels real fast. Right. And that's not a, it's not a hard exercise to do. You can actually go through and you can actually uh, embody the person that triggers you. Can you do this little exercise? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk, my dad's will, you know, what do you think the solution is? You know, you think, you know, and, and my dad is, he's, he's an awesome. He's talking about meetings that he goes to and he goes, well, we'll never hold hands at the end of this meeting. And I was like, kind of like jackaled. I was like, okay, dad. Okay. So, so can I challenge that? I was like, can I say, um, you're not going to hold hands. Um, what about when you walk in the building, you grab the door handle. What about, have you thought about when you, when you touch the, the urinal? 
What about when you go for coffee at the end of the meeting? Right. What about the billions of little things you don't realize you do every day? Yeah. Like you're literally touching hands of yeah. everyone around you. Not even hands, but you know, Young. To, yeah. to interact with the physical world. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to throw out some numbers of viral particles and how small they are. Right. I was like, do you think you can avoid microbes, metals, and bacteria? Viruses? Do you think you can avoid them? Yeah. No. In so, many ways, isn't this like a lesson of we can't avoid the problems around you us? You can't avoid the problems. The problems in general, we try and no. sweep them on the rug and say, let's keep away from that problem between me and someone, you know, and not talk about it. Yeah. We need to address it head on. That's how any psychologist would approach this. Anyone yeah. that's really looking at the best uh, good of, of really getting to a place where we're all in that positive state. Yeah. And I do love what you said and seeing, you know, God and everyone and seeing the positive and everyone. My mother, who's a psychologist, she works here. Is, that's her big thing. Because you have a lot of people that go around with a lot of negativity, especially when you're going through illness. Mm-hmm. You sometimes don't see the, the positive in other people and people don't mm. understand. You get bitter towards the world. You get jaded mm. easily and you start to lash out at other people or at least not see the good in them. Yeah. And so she she always challenges people to... They're at their own consciousness level, right? They're doing the best they can. Mm. Even if it's someone who's really doing harm to you. Yeah. They're doing the best they can. And they're in your life for some purpose, some reason. If you truly believe in that, you know, that everyone's there for a Mm -hmm. reason, then they are there for one reason. You see it for the positive and bless them for that. Yeah. Bless them for the lesson they're about to teach you and patience and this and that. And it's incredibly hard. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I do that all the time, right? Yeah. But maybe this is the time to really do it because we have to slow down during this. Most of us are quarantined with family and loved ones anyway or people around us, a few here and there. And I think maybe this is the time to do that, to really Mm -hmm. take a look at that, to be introspective and see how we can push forward together and not keep apart, as many are saying, and not shaking hands or never traveling again, all these other things that are being thrown around on one uh, radical end of it. But to say... How, how can we move past this and actually see it for much more than what it is as a virus or anything, but as a mm. lesson to humanity for all of us to learn something and come out of this stronger, hopefully? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been really trying to do some critical thinking around it because yeah. I'll be honest with you, like my, I really haven't offered much of an opinion on any anything on COVID. I've, I've had lots of guests on, on my show. I'm talking lots of doctors, infectious disease, you know. Lots of different opinions out there, right? Yeah, financial experts. 5G to this, to that, to the next vaccine that's coming out where it's, you know, you get a ton of information. Again, that's a little almost information overload for people. It it is, it is. And I've really been trying to, I had a a couple of moments of clarity yesterday around, you know, some some critical thinking and and developing like, where where do I sit on this? Because I do think it's important to decide where you sit. Yeah. Um, so you can at least have a direction where to move to mm-hmm. and, and, and at least be empowered. I think we can, we can always think we want to be moving somewhere because mm-hmm. to be stagnant is to die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that, that right now, like the numbers, I would say the numbers are trending towards, we don't think it's as awful as we initially thought. Yes. But, but, and we don't know. We don't. We don't have the testing to know. Right. So anybody who says they knows, they know that this is weak or incredibly um, virulent, they don't know. Yeah, they're just kind of projecting. It's a pro- good. It's a projection. I think I was there for a little while where I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so weak. I've seen yeah. people, and I've seen, I've known people with coronavirus, yep. but I only knew a few. 
I didn't know too many. I can't project that across yeah. the masses. Yeah. That's not right of me either. Yeah. So I had to quickly check myself because yeah. I started to be like polarizing myself. Me too. Right? And you oh. got to constantly be checking yourself yeah. in these times because you could start to go up against someone and be like, my belief is right. Yours is wrong. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't who I am. Really. Yeah. Totally. You know, watching these, you know, the, the all the interviews with, with Judy Minkovich and, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. pandemic. And, oh, I and, got in a fight with my co-founder the other day over that. Yeah. You know, and it was like silly. I didn't even believe all of what was coming out of that, but he was yeah. saying it was fault. And this, it was like, we were yeah. both again being polarized, yeah. kind of like schmucks at each other being like, I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I, and, and I have two, two thoughts on that, you know, and she, you know, she's very well-spoken. She's very convincing. The first time I heard her speak, I thought she's so confident and it's so radical. When someone goes full conspiracy for me, it's like I, I sort of ask myself, you know, how how much um, how much narcissism is, is showing up in that mm. that like need to be, mm-hmm. you know, right. It's such conviction that man, you paint a great picture because I've heard that play out before. And then sure enough, like you, you know, you look at some fact checking, which, you know, I even rate I read the fact check articles and I'm like, well, I, you fact check the fact checkers, right? <laughs> I could, I could fact check that fact check, absolutely, because I actually know that that if you're going to look at a certain school or a certain camp, that they're gonna they're gonna say, well, what they're basing their fact check on isn't even real. Who's funding the fact checking? I know. Is it Bill Gates it, behind it somewhere? Like you could do that forever, right? You could do that forever, <laughs> you know. And and they say, you know, trusted sources, trusted journalists, and still, I I go back to I go back to you, you know. This is the problem right now is, is the informa- misinformation in the world. We're drowning in information. You know, we're starving for knowledge. Yep. Your body, like we said before, reality is, is subjective. Mm-hmm. You really got to be your own guide. So it's it's your responsibility to develop your own resonators of, of truth and discernment. Yeah. I mean, a big part of what David Hawkins, you know, in human consciousness and all the field uh, was truth versus falsehood. How mm-hmm. we discern. If we can't, we are easily manipulated or we are lost in the world. Yeah. Right? So so that's one of the things that people of a lower consciousness level, people who don't have that intuition, yeah. have a very hard time with yeah. truth. That's why fake news, right, is everywhere because yeah. people have that hard time yeah. figuring it out. But I think the best thing you could do is know thyself. Yeah. Because then you are your own barometer of truth versus falsehood and it just comes to you. Know just yourself. Like Warren Buffett is just like, hey, gut feeling, right? Yeah. Billions of dollars later, those gut feelings paid off. Yeah, for there's some bad. knowledge to that, but there's a lot more to it. And I think if more of us took that time to really be true with ourselves and tune that intuition, we'd start to find our own truth and not need the fact checkers as mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it's so true. The, um, you know, and it applies to everything. Yes. You know, it, it applies. It's, it's pretty much across the board. You know, I can, I can do it for, for all the people again, who are struggling out there or are struggling with chronic illness or you're, you're sick, you know, it, it's pretty much the same for, for treatments, you know, chasing treatments. Like we talked about for the top of the interview, you know, confirmation bias, I could find so many, if I wanted to see that ozone worked and neutralized and killed things, I I'll can find, find it. I'll find it. Absolutely. If I want to find that it failed for people, I can find that too. Absolutely. And and I see it. It's pretty <laughs> much if I want to, you know, you. I remember when stem cells were coming out and I was like, if I just had enough money for stem cells, I would be better. 
Yeah. Do you know how if many, then I'll be better sort of deal, yeah, right? If then. <laughs> Do you know how many people I know that have that have that have made that investment in stem cells and and, and still are well worse. Well, activated the immune system when the immune system was not to ready be. to be activated. It's true. And the inflammatory components skyrocketed mm. and actually went from being a, like kind of okay to back in a hospital bed. Ooh. And that's a thing. You know, I just I think it's um we're we're gonna find whatever we want. I, I do the same thing for Ampcoil. Yeah. For for every eight people that are are like had an amazing experience, I can find two people that say, you know, I invested in it, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. And, you know, I I you know, you have to you have to um you have to just pull back. Like look at the bird's eye view. What are you chasing? What do you want? What have you done so far? What worked? What worked? What didn't work? Yeah. You're going to find a pattern there. You're going to be able to build your own plan. Right. Um, and that's so big. It's your own experience. Don't look to others. Don't look mm-hmm. to evidence, right? Yeah. I am so big, and I keep saying this, I am big on experience-based versus over evidence-based. Mm-hmm. And evidence-based has a place. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because it exposes you to then experience something. Yeah. If you start to have a conviction in something, I think that's good, or at least you learn about something through the evidence, through yeah. other people's work. Yeah. But in the end, it's going to be your experience. It's your experience. You're going to read that it has a 100% success rate. You'll go in and maybe it doesn't work for you. Yeah. Your experience is different than the evidence then. Yeah. And, but your experience is what matters. Yeah. That's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So to me, it's like have as many experiences as possible. Like invest in it. But if it resonates with you, right? Yeah. Because you can't just go out and spend millions on no, everything. you can't. Right? And you, you got to go with that gut a little bit. Look at the evidence, but also look at other people's experience and then make up your own mind. That's the most important thing that it's, it's um, and it's really challenging to do. You know, the, the financial piece with chronic illness is so, mm. you know, I, I held a lot of resentment to doctors. You know, I remember. I can imagine. I I've mean, heard it here too. I mean, uh, none of this is covered by insurance and, no. you know, it's all out of pocket and it's never going to be a few weeks of treatment when you've been in it deep for nope. years. So nope. I get it. You're investing a good amount. Yeah. And that, if it doesn't work for you, ooh, that's Sucks. like you bought a $100,000 car and it, ain't, it stopped running after a week, right? Yeah. I would be pissed too, but yeah, man. Yeah. So what do you think is, is sort of the, oh, the solution to move forward? I know, I know, I know. I wish I had a really good solution. No. You know, I, I, I do find things that I, that I know to be true to move people forward. Yes. That are, that are, they're very, um, there's so many things you can do on your own that are free. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get up and get the first hour and a half of sunlight a day. Yeah. You want to up upregulate your redox potential in your body, redox before you detox, get that first hour and a half of sunlight. If you're mm-hmm. not in a climate that doesn't allow that, move. You know, That's hard for people to hear. It's hard. But I think there are hard truths here as well. Yeah. We've had people, and I don't know how many people know about like geopathic stress and you know, yes. living on fault lines yep. that can absolutely impact yourself. Absolutely. You understood. And we've asked people to move and they're just like, ah, oh, I can't do that. It's a really nice house. Just invested in yeah, it. And they have totally. the means to, but won't. Yeah. And at that point you say, can't really help you, right? Yeah. It's like going to the smoker who has lung cancer and be like, you're going to have to stop that. We're not really going to do that, right? <laughs> it was all, I can't really help you then. Yeah, but, yeah. but I do think there that in healing, there there is also a, a, a certain level of sacrifice. Mm. You know, you, you're going to have to choose what yeah. you want to do, how much you're going to sacrifice. That's financial. That's also just anything mm-hmm. like that, moving people in your lives, all of these things. So I, I know it's tough, but mm-hmm. I also know that health is 
the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. And you can, you can do a lot of the work. I'm sure you experienced this. You can do so much work on your own before so you ever need to go spend a chunk of money. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's the simple, it's the elements. What were some of those elements to you that you could share? I mean, one thing that I've just started to get right after 20 years is water. Mm. You know, like I said, I was like, oh, city, New York city water is not good for me. You know, I never, I never thought about anything besides tap water. You know, and I grew up in, in a town that had, we, we, it was a massive lawsuit. Diaz chemical was right next to my high school. You know, I grew up playing in cornfields. Mm-hmm. They were where we made the forts. Mm-hmm. I, we, we, there would be times when the planes would fly over and just right stray. over and you just eating, take it, eating the glyphosate, <laughs> eating the corn right out. I mean, yep. just slugging down glyphosate. Um, you know, just awareness, but, but water, you know, is something that I've just started to understand, you know, where there's so much of our body that is water. And when the body's hydrated and like pliable, everything works better. You're right. And that's something I just learned that, that whole term of wet water, right? Yeah, your body water, yeah. structured or something that your yeah. body can actually use. You could be drunk, drinking tons of water, but it may not actually be yeah. hydrating you in some yeah. ways. Yeah, and, and so even, like even structured emotos yeah. where like all of this stuff is yeah. incredible because you're right. Water's so essential, right? Yeah. Yeah. Water's big. So, you know, not only filtering it, but then to re if you're going to pull out the minerals to remineralize. Yes. And that water sitting in a tank or a plastic bottle, um, obviously we know that's not ideal, but it's dead. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. to have a water flow down a river and, and go around the ebbies, the ebbs and, and the flows and to be in a vortex and to spin, it's that that vortex, that tornado in the water that you see. Absolutely. That, that restructures it and makes it very sticky. You know, it has different surface tension, so it has a different effect in the body. You know, you can, you can, you can add structure and charge to a water by putting a glass carafe on your amp coil. And, and running a 20 minute program of, of, of magnetics on the water. And, yeah. and you watch, you watch the grass, glass carafe, you watch all these little bubbles forming in the water mm. from the oxygenation Nation. in yeah. the water. Yeah. You know, so cool. Like, uh, the, so, so water is so simple. So you got the water and the light and then like dirt, like, you know, we, 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 this whole non handshaking, like my least favorite thing in the whole world is hand sanitizer from having many stays in the hospital with the chemotherapy. Mm makes me nauseous, but you know, to neutralize the body's own microbiome, the microbial layer on the skin always and constantly through hand sanitizer, in my opinion is, is not, not cute. And, and, and we, to, to be around dirt, you know, to play in dirt, to eat dirty vegetables, to be barefoot in the dirt, you know, the electron exchange that happens after being grounded can be measured on thermography. Incredible to just go outside, right? Yeah. That's why I think gardening is so damn therapeutic so because it's not yeah. just like zenning you out. Yeah. You're in the microbiome of yeah. our bigger body, which is the earth. Yeah, that's so big. I mean, like, like, and, uh, you know, we talk about all these fancy ways to detox, but like, like, are you pooping, peeing and sweating? Yeah. Like the simplicity are, of life. Are you doing what you should be doing? Yeah. What, are the, yeah. what do those look like? Yeah. You know, do you go once a day, like full, complete, formed? If not, like right. make some changes. And, and that's something you, you really can hack that yourself. It's, it can be challenging. It was really challenging for me yeah. um, with all the scarring and the, the thing, you know, I had to do all these funky things to be able to poop, but God, you know, being able to go and, and then, but if you're not doing that, you know, if you're not doing that and you wonder what's happening in your body, if you're, if you're going to bathroom one time, one time a week, two times a week, which I hear that all the time, um, you know, you, you got to take out the garbage. 
Absolutely. And, and, and from a cellular level there, there, there is retoxification. So that affects brain function. Um, if you're not doing that, like something as simple as like a $2 coffee enema Mm -hmm. people. And that sounds drastic to people, but I'm like, listen, I mean, I went through, that was a huge component of my healing was adding a coffee enema at home. I don't go to doctors for that. Believe me, there's many YouTube videos. You look it up. You know, it's a big treatment methodology, Dr. Rao's clinic, uh, yep. the, Ger- the Gershon clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, it, and it works. I mean, uh, the only the reason I say it works is because after it, I would have much improved brain function. Mm-hmm. I don't search for words, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the coffee enema was a, was a big thing and it was cheap and it helped me detoxify when I wasn't pooping as much as I should have. You know, I don't sweat. I have a very low body temperature after chemo. Mm-hmm. Very low. And probably, you know, probably tank the thyroid a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still playing around with that, trying to get the thyroid in the perfect spot. It's very challenging after Lyme mold and I cancer. Can Will it ever happen? I don't know. But it's, you're going to strive for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gunning for it. I'm yeah. trying to figure out the temperature gauge so that my body's cold and I don't sweat even when I work out. Hmm. It's, it's a challenge for me. So I really try to commit to being in an infrared sauna, mm-hmm. you know. You know, sweat, but you can, you can do, you can buy a board from Home Depot and get three infrared lights and build a sauna board in your bathtub Yeah, and sit on a stool and sweat. You can hack it. You doesn't need to be a $5,000 clear light sauna. Right. You know, I can give you like, and that's the cool, the cool thing about my path is like, I've done it all. I bought it all. I'm like, I can show you the $200 version or yeah, the yeah, free. Yeah. I can show you the $15,000 version if you want it to be like lifestyles of the rich and famous. Um, they're both probably going to work as good at the end of the day, Yeah. but you have all, you have this ability to take care of all these things on your own, which, which, um, you know, you're like, oh, these all sound, you know, the, the dirt, the water, um, obviously the clean, the food, you know, the food, if you're going to eat food covered with glyphosate, glyphosate was just, you know, we just, they just lost a huge court battle about causing cancer. It's, it's a biggie. That you know, that's not even an unknown anymore. This is right. like we're in the terms of smoking now. We don't. Right. It's not yeah, like yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it's still up yeah. in the air. <laughs> and I watch people. You know, oh, the, the organic vegetables are so expensive. You know, and the thing the thing about it is, is like, okay, if you don't want to eat organic, you know, know that now it's 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 highly scientifically proven that if you don't want to do it, um, it's also will affect the life, health, and joy that your children experience because it's passed down um not only through the umbilical cord but through dna DNA. trauma is passed through dna so so along with the 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 environmental toxicity you have to take responsibility for we have to pick it up you don't need to wait till you have cancer or mold or lyme to come see you know to come visit a clinic Mm -hmm. why would you and what i would love to see is i would love to see some sort of a less a lower barrier to entry mm. on a clinic that's not a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Why have it? Why do you need to go to the doctor's office? Why can't you go to? Why can't a, some model where Equinox or a, a gym, um, you know, adapts, you know, a sauna, a PEMF device, and 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 a red light bed? Yeah, there is why? a bridging of the gap between you know nothing and everything. Yes. And again, it can't be black or white. It has to no. be this middle ground. We have to give more respect, I think, to different practitioners in the fields. Yeah. Meaning, right now, it's either you're a physician or I'm not really listening to yeah. you so much, which is crazy yeah. to me. They're incredibly yeah. educated people out there who are holistic light coaches, nurse practitioners, like all the whole gambit. Yeah. Right. 
And they may know so much more than your specialist who's telling you that, you know, just take these pills and that's it. Mm. Um, And you're right. You have so much power within you to do so much with so little. There's so much you can do without spending money, believe me. Right. Even the idea of just Um, breathing. We're under oxygenated. We're we're usually in shallow, stressful, you know, sympathetic state of breathing, right? Just take a few minutes, stop at your desk right now and take a few really deep breaths. Yeah. Like yeah. just three or so will activate your parasympathetic, make you feel good, release some dope, like all these things. Yeah. Insanely like stupid in some ways. You yeah. can say like, yeah, breathing is going to heal me. No, no, no. It's healing you all the time, first off. Yeah. And it's one of hundreds of steps that are free that are putting you in a healthier place. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I would love to see people, and we created this like empowered healing program that was, what do you do in those 167 or so hours of a week Mm -hmm. that you're not in here? You're spending one hour in here getting an IV, other treatments, you know, emotional work, light therapies, PEMF. Yeah. What are you doing the rest of the time? Because if you're taking steps back that go against what we just did, Mm -hmm. giving you two steps forward, that's not fun. You know, take another step forward while you're out there in the world, you know, eating well, getting your hands in the dirt. Drinking good water. Yeah. So these are really great tips. Um, What's next for you? I mean, you're you're a man, obviously, all (laughs) over the place. It seems like you're still in that limitless state here of just coming up with stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. And I haven't like, you know, I got up at like 630 this morning. I don't know what time it is now. But we, you know, what is it? Noon? Must be noon. It's it's 1220. 1220, yeah. I haven't eaten. You know, I drove. I'm, I'm starting my first fast with uh, Prolon. You know, oh, yeah. You're doing the first one? I'm, cool. I'm trying it out. The nurses cool. here got it. I'm trying, so today's day one. So oh, I had my, just a little bit of black coffee in the morning yeah. and water. That's it. Yeah, so yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's um, it's a good, fa- you know, fasting is great. So I'm, I do. I'm, I'm like always amazed at what I can do with like, mm. you know, the body just has, the body has energy. Mm-hmm. Um, did I coil last night before I went to bed? Yes. You, know. you did. Is yeah. that daily? It's, it's four days a week, four, yeah, five days a week. Okay. You know, I, I try not, you should take two days off. It really does make a difference. Like when the battery's charged, you know, every, everything's going to be better. Yeah. Period. So that's, that's the one thing just to, just to go back before we go next. It's like, you can hack a lot mm-hmm. um, because of the world that we've designed. It's challenging. It's more toxins than ever before, more non-native frequencies than ever before. Yes, there's, there's, you, you I think long term, um, I don't know this, but I would imagine, unless you're on a desert island with like completely organic food, you're, you might need some outside of the box assistance. Yeah, you know, living in in the modern world to really, really, really be a high performer. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I do. I think, I think of you know, every single friend I have and I, I don't judge, but I, I witness and I, right. and I think I was like, Oh yeah, you're going to need help with that in a couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the reality. Yeah. It's funny oh, that yeah. you joke about having diarrhea all the time, but. Oh it, yeah. It, it, no, it, it, I, I get that a lot too. It's, it's like, Oh, I can't go there tonight because you know, I'll need to run to the bathroom. It's like, that shouldn't be joked at anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It That's was funny actually, the first yeah, time, but you crapping out your whole immune system every, every day. Yeah. So, and it'll have an effect like very, very, um, you know, not fear mongering, but it'll be serious one day until, you know, it's, it's not till it is. Right. And it'll be slow and you'll probably be able to, you know, sustain this lifestyle for a little bit. And each day, you know, you'll tick it up a little higher on the you know, yeah. temperature and boiling that frog in there. So you don't feel it, yeah. but you don't even remember what it's like to be healthy anymore. No, that no, state years down the line. 
people don't, I just had Kieran Krishnan on from um, Microbiome Labs. He's mm-hmm. got a great probiotic called yeah, Megaspore. Love stuff. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was somewhere here. Game changer, somewhere over in the desk. <laughs> yeah, the game changer for me. And um, you know, they tested like a hundred pro athletes, mm-hmm. high level, Olympic level, um, fed everybody food, looked at the after meal spike in inflammatory proteins coming from a, a leaky gut situation. Fifty percent. 50. 50%. And those are like top performers. These are athletes. So yes. just because you're ripped and healthy and, 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 you know, high performer doesn't mean you've got a good gut barrier lining and doesn't mean that you're going to feel that you're having a permeation yeah. um, and things go into the blood system that shouldn't be there through a decreased gut lining. I mean, it's, it's a really high percentage people that are going to be experiencing this. Right. Um, and if you're not working to repair it, if you're not working to reverse the damage, it will be there just when mm-hmm. it's not, it's, you know, that's my big thing. It's like, don't, don't wait till you're sick to do some of the shit anyways. So what's next? What's next is I am, you know, I would really like to, I would really like the conversation around, around health and wellness to change. Again, I, I don't want people to wait till they're chronically ill to try some of these things. Yeah. I would love it. I would love it if, um, if it was just a normal conversation that, you know, after, after we all knew that after flying in a plane, being exposed to all those wonderful fumes uh, in the cabin that we knew to run run a frequency program to help the body detoxify, mm-hmm. um, that we just had a light bed in the house. Mm-hmm. It was just more norm. So just opening up that conversation to more and more people and, and showing that it, it's accessible. You know, I, I do have a lot of friends from the Broadway community that have like Dip their toe in the water. Yeah. They're like, Freddie, I have a red light on my thymus. <laughs> Man, you got to be like, bravo, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's awesome, amazing awesome, when I hear awesome. that. Yeah. Or, or I, you know, I had a couple friends buy amp coils, you know, which was a huge leap of faith. They're yeah. like, am I really doing this? I'm like, you're really doing it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Trust me. It'll be cool. Um, you know, am I, am I really, am I really just bought a, I've just bought a sauna blanket. You know, I got a higher dose sauna blanket that I have in my house. I'm like sweating every night. I'm like, that's great, man. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's so cool to see. So I'd love that to be more, more of a standard conversation. You know, I want to blend, I have not given up on performing. I've, I've taken the year to really be with amp coil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that continuing, you know, I, I, am. Um, I, I love the people. I love that community. I want to, I want to see that just become more and more part of the normal conversation. I, I, I do a, a podcast called the beautifully broken podcast. Um, and we're at show 64, 65. Nice. I know. And I was, I was, you know, I was, it was really hard for me to start the show because I was like, who am I to talk about health and wellness? Trust I'm, me, I'm, I get it. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I mean, there's so many great podcasts out there. Yeah. There's wonderful speakers. There's people that have had work. I literally say this to myself when I was doing my writing journaling, I'm coming up with an idea. I'm like, there's people that have worse cancer than me. Um, <laughs> You're literally, I'm not it, right? sick enough to talk <laughs> about this. Who am I? Oh boy. And you know, you break through that plane, you do a bunch of shows and it's really good. And then, and then year, year one happens and you're like, okay, now I really need to decide why I'm doing this. Cause it's a lot of time and a lot it of is. effort. Mm-hmm. I really believe in it and I, I want to keep going. I want to keep expanding. Um, again, it's, I think it's a great way to reach people in a conversational manner. It's much more accessible than reading a white paper. Maybe if I read five and do a little, you know, a, a mini Fred talk on it or something. Um, and, and I, and I also want to, I want to blend, I want to blend what I did on stage, mm-hmm. um, storytelling with some of the stuff I've learned. 
and 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 whatever doors that opens as far as experiential um you know bringing some of this stuff to the mainstream to television mm. you know? that would be great i mean i i yeah i've been approached with that whole like documentary of looking at the best stuffs in medicine i think it's wonderful yeah i also think it has to be done the right way it's got to be done the right way and and i'm not even as much as i love documentaries even when they're on my side i hate them yeah because i was like well shit if i buy this if I buy forks over knives or I buy vaxxed, mm. you know, and that I really got to look at it with discernment and say, you know, it's, it's like, I love Michael Moore mm-hmm. but he, and he does a great job at storytelling to his beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's a little it's bit always of always an agenda yeah, to it's it, agenda right? agenda driven. So how do you present it in a way that's high vibe and accessible and, not dogmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a way to do. It. I think it's in the reality television vein. I think it's using a family or a person or a, a a real life example where the rubber meets the road. I think that would be great. That's what I've been told by documentary documentary makers. I just yeah. had like Fraser Bailey who did Root Cause who was kicked off of Netflix because it was you know against the right. ADA, right? Right. So then you have like controversy, yeah. and of course it was his story though, so yeah. it was going to be a little bit skewed because yeah. he went through. It and yeah. he was, hey, this impacted me badly, so I'm going to talk yeah. about it yeah. badly in some ways. Yeah, very similar story. I mean, right? Yeah, and that also did it really help? I don't know because now yeah. it's like, oh, it's been dismissed as wrong, right? It got kicked off Netflix, and yeah, but it also opened some people's eyes. So, again, you have this polarization of things yeah. of like. Some people picked up on it and said it was great. Others said, no, that can't be right. And now I'm just going to continue down that road or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So it's it's hard because I think a lot of people want it to be one way or the other. They do. Dogmatic. Like people not like, being dogmatic is not sexy. Like, well, ev- it's, it's also easier to sleep at night when it's black and white. Yeah. You're right. You get that confirmation. You yeah. snuggle up and be like, told you Whatever so. <laughs> you need to sleep at night. You know, that's, that's, that's a true saying, you know, for a reason. Yeah. So it's, you know, wh- whatever way to um to bring that forward. I do have some ideas. I do have like a pilot together and stuff. And oh, nice. Yeah, I do have. A, You've taken a, it that far. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I do have a filmmaker who is, a, you know, he's, we're, we're, as I mentioned before, we're creating, you know, part, part, I, I love explaining things to people in an yes. accessible form. So, and it is funny now that I've, I'm doing that with Ampcoil. Right. Right. So we're making a video training series. So what I, what my, my goal for this project was, is that no other technology in, in the frequency, uh, PEMF, you know, biofeedback, bioresonance world will be able to say they have training like Amcoil, mm. nobody. And, and I think, I think that'll be true when we're done. It's, it's really, you know, I, I've scrutinized every, every, and I'm, the members of the team are scrutinizing it. So you know, is as intimidating as it could be, it'll be like, what frequency magnetics? How is like Stanley in Idaho right. who's never heard the word functional gonna be able to use this at home with confidence? Yes. And that's what the course is. Yeah. And even better, explain it to their friends when they look exactly. at it. Right. Exactly. Because that's a big one. We have people come into this center and uh, you know, get better. And then yeah. they're asked, you know, how'd you do it? How, I don't know. It's some kind of magic they do there. I'm like, oh, yes, no, we didn't do our job. <laughs> or even worse, treatment. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the thing treated and it killed the bacteria. Right. Which is really, you know, at the end of the day, 
Like it, under a microscope in the body, do you know what's happening? No, but we know the body's healing mechanisms right. for sure. Right. We know how that works when they're functioning. We've seen it be delayed and you fall into chronic illness. You get some energy, you move some blo- blocks out of the way and you see the body heal itself. Yes. I mean, let's just, you know, we can, we can, we can theorize uh, all we want about what's doing what, but right. I, I really, I, it's, it's like we said, it's signaling information to the body. So I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about that project. So the podcast, you know, hopefully more speaking stuff, you know, melding that, like I do, I love people, you know, I love talking to people. I could mm. talk all day long, every day. <laughs> um, and it, and it charges me up. I, I, I feel my frequency, my vibration mm-hmm. being raised to this limitless state by engaging. It sure ain't by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been the hard part of quarantine. Right. It's like, I, I don't, I work a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the last 18 months, two years, a lot. And because when you're working for a, a new company, you do, you're, you're creating the way you're creating a new conversation. There aren't other people combining, um, voice print magnetics frequency. It's, it's a new thing. It's a new paradigm. It is. It's pioneering. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard. And, and believe me, there are so many times when, when, um, you know, the hardest thing is like the hardest thing is cause you feel for, for everybody, when somebody like comes at you online or like, you know, calls like they call foul, like this thing didn't work for me. This isn't real. And you're like, oh, you take it. So I take it personally. No, I understand. I, I, I mean, I live and breathe this, right? Yeah, I've been around it it since me. I was little. So hearing that here also is like, it mm. hurts me. <laughs> I, I want to, I mean, that believe me, there's times when I want to quit. Mm -hmm. Like I want to go do something else. I'm like, I could easily go do my podcast and coach people. I could make all the money I want. I could go buy another house and do an Airbnb on the beach. Right. And I could set it all down. I I have that, you know, I, I do. I, my, my, my people who work with me are like, what are you saying? (laughs) But I do. I mean, honestly, like it's, it's really hard And, and the judgment of other people, you know, that's probably, um, probably a reason why I got sick Mm -hmm. is because I, I let people's, um, I, I mean, I don't think I do. But what's happening on the undercurrent, what yes. pe- what we don't realize is like my conscious brain making decisions and being super, super present. It's a small sliver. The majority of it is a programming that right. my body's just responding and reacting to things I've learned from my dad, my mom as a child, like, you know, falling downstairs, whatever it was that what's safe and what's acceptable, what's dangerous, what's, what I'm sexually attracted to, anything. It's all programming to, to a degree. So it's um it's it's fascinating to me how we can navigate that and and still like you know move with a little bit of grace and love in this human experience it's a you know it's it's challenging to do that so with the, you know with this incarnation and i i often joke to everybody you know we we can choose to sit in you know the inner circle of amcoil like we can you know we can we can choose to figure this out together or we could just, we could throw our hands up and like walk away. I could throw my hands up and right. walk away. I will meet the same circumstances, the same challenging people, the same like hurdles in, in another circle. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm going to, and, and until I learn that lesson, I'll probably get the same lesson. You will. I mean, right? we see that in dating, right? Absolutely. Right. You get, Absolutely. why do I keep being presented with this person who is like not validating me, you know, not honoring me? What, you know, we hear the story from our friends all the time. We're like, oh my God, 
Right. The Sher- outside perspective. Sherry, <laughs> Sherry, you go to these guys, you go to them again and again. And I'm like, are you a magnet for them? Yes, because you don't learn the lesson. Yeah. And until we do, and that's across the board. With across the board. Right? It's not with different. our health, with our business, no. with finances. No, it's not different. No. Mm-hmm. So, so you got a good amount going on. You got a lot yeah. on your plate, but it's, it's yeah. exciting. It's exciting. And I want, I now also want to continue to work on my own wellness, mm-hmm. you know, limitless energy, thoughts, vitality, all those are great. Um, you know, if I want to get a little vulnerable, I still have some like good joint pain sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have days with none, zero, more zero days than I do bad. But when I get a flare, Oh man. And I I tell everybody around me, I'm like, my hips feel like they're not getting knocked by like sledgehammers. Like, and it really hurts. Um, you know, is it triggered by stress food, like doing too much? Probably all of it. Right. But the body, my body has been patterned to see something. Maybe it's a walnut is a threat. Mm -hmm. And then when I have a really bad phone call with the walnut and then I, and then I'm in the, in the, in the room that's moldy, I get all three, I'll get a flare. Yeah. So, you know, and and it's, and it's funny. It's, it's, I hate to paint that picture for people that you'll always be with your thing, but not necessarily, but to a degree, I I do hear that, you know, I do hear people that get over chronic fatigue and they're like, they're over it and, and, and we'll talk and and I'm like, how are you doing? And they're like, man, I'm having a really tough day. Right. And I think that that's really honest of you and very accurate of what people will yeah. deal with. And listen, it, it goes across the board. I, I've never gone through a true chronic illness that was terrible. Of course, I've been ill. I've gone through things. But even I have those bad days that are triggered by something, you yeah. know, that are tri- and I will feel fatigued. I will yeah. feel. And that's not even, you know, the the memory of some kind of real war that I went to with a cancer or anything like that. But that's yeah. just living life mm-hmm. and understanding that health is like that. Yeah. And even more so when you've been through a true war mm-hmm. like you have. And I think, you know, there is this idea of of cell memory and the memory of that. It may be mm-hmm. gone, the lime, the yeah. mold and everything, but there's still memory that can be triggered, right? Information mm-hmm. is still triggered and you're having a response to it just as you would an allergic response yeah. to something. Yeah, I so, yeah, I, I did some, I actually, this would be a total another podcast, but I did a little bit of experimenting with a little bit of plant medicine lately. Okay, that's and, big. Um, I know a lot of people that have gone through and said amazing stuff and others that have, you know, not. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a, you know, full transparency, you like, as a, you're like, oh, who is this guy? Drug user. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, in college, like, you know, you do some mushrooms, do whatever. And sure. And some stuff. So, so, and, but reading, you know, like Michael Pollan's book, how to change your mind. And and there's obviously the, the maps work, like looking at, at um, psychedelics for, for um, to change depression end of life, like, just PTSD, all PTSD, things, everything yeah. and having incredible, incredible results across the board. Um, you know, seeing mushrooms activate the brain in 30 minutes as much as like four months of antidepressants. Right. Like the brain just like, poof. now don't everybody go out and do mushrooms. But <laughs> so I, and I had this experience where I, you know, I like, it was really like the, when I say the trauma was released from my body, like I died. Like I screamed for four hours. Like, you know, it was, it was, um, very painful. And, and at the same time, it like, it let me see. And it was, it's not like it, it didn't all go away. It was literally like taking the cap and going, Hey, ah, 
Ah! <laughs> this is in there. Shut, yeah. This it's is in there. in there. Yeah. This is in there. You got an insight into what's going on. Really. Oh, I got the curtain pulled. That was the, it, it. Like it pulled the curtain back, and like for two weeks, I had this pain behind my heart, mm. like right behind my heart, and and I was screaming like I couldn't, I couldn't ask, I couldn't, I couldn't get at it. And um, my friends, they're like, they said you were screaming like, why can't I just ask for what I need? Mm. <laughs> you know, in the midst of this three hour like very very tense period, which. You know, we could go on and on and oh, on yeah. and on, but it, but it was it was fascinating, and you know, my my um my takeaway is like there's so much work to do, right? And you'll always be doing it. I'll always be doing it. Always. There's no finish. When people tell you this is going to get you across the, the finish, finish line, line. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, go it's away. Like, well, when once you get through that finish line, you start your next one yeah, anyway. Of course, so. of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you, you can, can have, you I can guess have you races, can say, right? Yeah, you're a professional racer. We're having races every once in a while, right? Totally. totally. But that really opened you up and kind of made you see things a little differently and see that that there's still tons of work to be done. Yeah, tons at all, at all tons. times, tons. That's and 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 a very strong parallel, um, a very strong parallel of of some of these plant medicines with with frequency. Mm, you right. Know? Really, well, each plant is a frequency of its own. It, it, That's correlated. Yeah. Why do you take milk thistle for liver or you know yes. lung work for the lungs? Yeah, they have the names in them and everything. So because they have a vibration. Yes, totally. So and it was really interesting. The yeah, just to have the veil pulled back a little bit and to see that there's so many similarities happening in all these circles and like whether it's chronic illness or dating or your finance life, it's you know they're very similar lessons that we're working through and then. We'll, we'll, we'll discover and then we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. No, beautifully said. And I think we're all trying to pull the curtain back. Some mm-hmm. of us don't yeah. want to no. when we really should. Yeah. I think it takes some courage to do that. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing that and there was a lot of courage in that. So that's awesome for you yeah. to be doing that and to be sharing this stuff. Cause I love amp coil. I love all this frequency stuff. I think it is the wave of the future, mm-hmm. right. Is going to go into that. Yeah. We knew that science for the last hundred years, everything's been about energy since Einstein and yeah. all those guys back then figured it out as quantum physicists and changed the way we perceive even everything in reality. Mm-hmm. So I think it is the next steps to everything. Any final words for the audience that are listening today and heard a lot of different topics and some oh my a remarkable story, but anything you want to leave them with? Yeah, don't 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 place your joy on your day-to-day fluctuations in health. Mm. At, at your worst state of being in a hospital bed with horrible brain fog, you can still choose to be the reason someone has restored faith in humanity. Mm. You can choose to be that for somebody. It can be a moment. It does not have to be all day. But you can you can give that. So you can give the gift of that to some another human being. Yeah. You can you can do that as a, as a listener, as a very active listener. You know, um, the 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 only other thing I would say is is um, if you're feeling good, if you really feel like you're thriving, and you've got a wonderful life. Just pick your head up and open your eyes and see who you can help because there are so many people that need your help. I need your help. You can help me. You can help the Beautifully Broken podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, you can help this mission. You can help Amcoil. Yeah. You know, you can help this center. Mm-hmm. You can help individuals. But but just if you're having a good life and, and you want you you are lacking purpose, 
just pick your head up and open your eyes because there are so many people that that need help and there's so many good um there are so many good movements right now you know the movement to clean up the ocean and mm-hmm. like the next seven years you can get on that train there's so many people that need your help so there is no time in this lifetime or hundred years on the planet to be bored awesome message yeah and i agree with that a hundred percent it's a weird strange time everyone's saying mm-hmm. it's also an incredible time for opportunity for people doing so much good you know yeah. you, you just have to open your eyes mm-hmm. and you'll see it everywhere yeah and then if you want if you're feeling like you have a lack of purpose which is so essential to long-term health also mm-hmm. so you'll be doing good for yourself by yeah. helping others yeah so that's awesome where can people learn more about you amp coil yeah they can go to ampcoil.com we are very engaged with our audience. You can you can sign up to be on the community call, which I mentioned before, which you can come to for free, a Zoom call. I host that every month. Um, so we can commune on there. We get an expert in. Um, maybe you'll be a guest on our community oh, call. I love that. One month. Yeah. We would love that. So we'll we'll tee that up. Um, you can also you can you can hang out with me on the Beautifully Broken podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can always reach me through um uh, I have a website called Freddy Set Go. That is my coaching platform, freddysetgo.com. I'm in the process of hiring some functional medicine coaches along with myself who have been trained on the highest level as guides, not doctors, just guides mm-hmm. to be a sounding board for you. Um, it's a great platform. You know, you can uh, email email me there or sign up for a free consult. Do free consults through Freddy Set Go for 20 minutes. And you'll be paired with a coach, maybe myself. And, you know, again, the the coaching relationship, it's so big. I need a coach. You need a coach. If you want to move forward faster and you want to maximize, you know, the 10,000 hours for mastery, they say it can be minimized to 2,000 with an expert high-level coach. I really believe in that, especially when you get someone who is not dogmatic about what you need to do or... Trust me, the person that's trying to tell you, maybe they have a system, maybe it's a great system, Mm -hmm. but usually it's the individual, I think the one-on-ones, you know, the small targeted group coachings, which can be really magical and move you forward quickly. So those are, those are the spots. Freddie said, go on Instagram, Freddie Kimmel on Facebook, you know. Almost capped on Facebook at 5,000 people. So Instagram <laughs> so, is a so be- Move over to IG. Then, yeah. <laughs> the IG is better. All, and, you know, I'm looking at these new things. I'm looking at TikTok. I'm looking at Snapchat. I just, I don't know if I'm ready to jump another social platform. It's a lot of work. It's you want to get your word out to as many people as possible. I do. And I can see that. And it's amazing you're doing that. Yeah. And I do recommend everyone go out there, look into this stuff, look into what Freddie's doing, look into Amp Coil. If you're suffering, this is a wonderful device and mm-hmm. it really could. It's not the cure to what you're, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've established that, yeah. but it could be a part of your journey as, as you lead into healing and then going forward. So, yeah. So, Freddie, thank you so much for being oh, on. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's, it's an awesome experience. It was so fun. Yeah, no, we we covered a ton of. Topics. I can't wait to clock our time. Where are we at? <laughs> this will be the longest one ah! for sure, <laughs> but well worth it. Thanks again, man. I love it. Namaste. I want to leave you with a quote from Freddie. I've gained the awareness of what truly matters: the knowledge that I can do anything, and faith in the strength and power I possess as a child of the universe. I am here for a purpose, and openly accept what comes next. 
That's truly a beautiful way to approach life, and it's a healing one, no doubt. If you're dealing with any health condition, you may want to look into Ampcoil. As I mentioned in the interview, my father, that's Dr. Schultz, was one of the first to do research into PEMF and the various benefits it provides in healing, not just from injuries, but also from chronic disease. And as Freddie illustrated, so much of your healing journey happens in the invisible spectrum of energy, wavelengths, and vibrations. That's where the shift happens. Until next time, keep writing your own healing story.